Welcome back to the Star Podcast. Tim Sheaf, everyone. Hey. <laughs> Hello. Hey, guys. Oh, man. It's good to see you. It's been too long. Yeah. What were you we saying? You reckon it was 2015, maybe? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Storm Free Run Jam. Probably both of you, I think. You yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. 25th, wait, how long? Eight years, Eight years ago. Wow. Yeah. So, so I think. Is there a better way we can sit? So, so you're not. <laughs> I think social media makes it feel not longer, although, really, doesn't it? It's yeah, yeah. Really yeah, does. true. Because you're always seeing each other. Yeah, you see each other. And I've, like, I've not stopped following you at any point. As oh. Well. Like, I'm sure, like, some Shucks. people have, like, like when you go down some like obscure <laughs> esoteric route, some people are like, okay, I'm done with this. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I'm off I've this just, one now. Yeah, yeah I've, I've just stayed on oh, the whole time. Oh, bless you. Um, Following for better, for worse, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's also like interesting. Like you just go down interesting paths as well and you just want to see what happens. Like I don't want to compare it to like a reality show, but it's just, I don't know. You're like, I think, you've got a very inquisitive nature i guess for sure well. curious and experimental and i and i then also yeah i guess i've just always been open about my journey mm. whether that's for for yeah for good or for bad reasons for pure and impure motives i've yeah. always just tried to share everything yeah yeah um, i did have a bit of a phase after i came out of veganism where i went a bit quieter i think um, oh yeah but yeah, but yeah. generally yeah i'm uh Share. And the thing is, yeah, I do, I've been reflecting and there is like probably a huge like, like boy who cried wolf in me <laughs> That's like, that people probably jump off and they're like, right, okay, I was with Tim for now, but now he's chatting about this or something. Right. So, yeah. So like. Like you said, you're just exploring what you're feeling. It's like. Yeah. But I've been, I've had certain arrogances about things where I've like, you know, and I think maybe we all have them in our own ways with different, I don't know, maybe I'm trying to compare, but for myself, I've been like arrogantly and openly like calling things out, like with a voice. So then it's like, okay, you know, maybe yeah. not, yeah. So then when I, when I come across new things that I think, oh no, this is valuable. It's the boy who cried wolf. Cause it's like, well, Tim, you said that before. This is, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I've just got to be, I'm learning humility. Life's teaching me humility over time, yeah. I think. I think like not there yet, but from um, listening to you and following you now, I get, definitely get more of like uh, like you've learned to view things a bit more nuanced, maybe, and like like you've known like oh, okay, I can't go so black and white in with this, and like um, yeah, there's only so many hills you can die on. Yeah. <laughs> if that's the way, to, I don't. I mean, even die, I'm not like a, you know. But yeah, to that point of like, okay, I've been certain of things. And now I'm like, okay, give it time, you know, give yeah. it time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I guess it's it's hard, I guess. But mm. it's it's sick seeing you coming back to parkour, I'm sure. Like uh, mm. a lot of other people were super surprised. And I've seen you like over the years, like dip your toe in a little bit now and again. Yeah. Um, but now like I see I see you've got uh like this is pretty perfectly timed in terms of like you, you've just released like an online course and, and some uh, yeah. in-person workshops and stuff yeah well the in-person's mostly been rope flow stuff but yeah. the, but I did literally just release a course called I called it springs and swings yeah, so yeah because yeah, I've yeah. been back training parkour for a few months and I've been feeling great and and for me it was like and I had my it was called school of biomechanics I've now called it Tim's gym a bit of a rebrand but 
because of the biomechanics journey I've been on, mm. because of injuries that kind of brought me away from parkour yeah. with my body. And it's been a years of trying to solve and fix them. And, and there's still always new stuff will pop up. But over overall, I've made look come on leaps and bounds from how yeah. I was feeling five years ago. And I just couldn't do parkour. It was just depressing because my, I had a really bad right ankle that yeah. was just chronic. And only in the last 12 months has it got to a point when I can jump on it. And, um, and so, but those two aspects of springs and swings are like, just the most fun like plyometric jump strides mm. as the springs or lashes you know chain, do you, what do you call it when you do multiple lashes i call it chain lashes but i don't know chain lashes yeah. is best that's word, a to good be name <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um i, I think like the name you remember the twins jim and joe yeah they're, they're like spider swings oh spider swing but like like yeah Spider-Man, i guess i don't know yeah. oh yeah I haven't you heard like that any. hip toss yeah. but the, anyway those are like that and then monkey bars which i've been on a real rabbit hole with monkey bars lately mm-hmm. i think that's such an undervalued skill ability to have that that like in the fitness industry they just don't even recognize it but we just think it's a kid's thing on the playground but actually like what that does biomechanically in the body i just really think there's some a lot to be discovered with that movement alone mm-hmm. whether people the thing is with parkour is once you give it the label parkour people have their own interpretation yeah, as you're well it's aware got right? a stigma that's so it's, hard to a break stigma out. that's hard to break for people and i'm like no this is if you've got a body and you mm. you're functional like parkour is a pillar like it's one of the pillars of functional expression of the yeah. human body like that for me is an absolute mm. fact and i think dance like artistic dance is a different pillar but it's a pillar mm. but i think parkour is a like real pillar if you've got a functional body like can you traverse can you displace ground yeah. Yeah. efficiently and like you know yeah fluid. it is it is a real shame that it has this stigma and um because it's something so broad you can't pigeonhole to just like being young white males who jump on rooftops and do death-defying things and it's like it's so uh, like it's so much more than so, that. it could like be everyone, for so many more people everyone right? can do parkour mm. and just that's being exactly with this brush but yeah. at the same time like we don't want to completely disregard that spectacle of the sport as well because mm. like it's i do see a lot of value in like doing stuff that scares you and that yes that doesn't have to be in like very high consequence scenarios but like well, exactly, that's yeah. a very good place to find it? those uh to find those battles and overcome like that mind over matter kind of thing like hmm. but you can always find like something that's mentally challenging on curb level as well can't yeah you? So, i know what you mean but totally. like in terms of like the stuff that is high up and maybe it's like way less than 50 percent of your physical capacity but like when you're up in a space that is yeah very mentally challenging because it has that hazard that jeopardy like that's yeah it makes it more of a like can you do this thing in this yeah. environment oh in in i was talking about this recently i know i call it like the uh well the gray i call it the gray area of uncertainty right like the mm. if it's on the ground what the difference between what you know you can do and what you'll actually do is yeah. like the same thing yeah, yeah when you yeah. add height the difference between what you know what you believe your body's capable of mm. and what you'll actually do yeah it's a bigger gray area. What you but, can do or what you will do. Yeah, I think, is yeah, that's Dylan the Baker. Yeah, and is that from Dylan? Yeah. So, and that's like when you train parkour, you work on that, and the gray area becomes you shrink it, right? Mm. As your your you work through your fears and your your faith grows and your doubts diminish, so you, the gray area shrinks, and then also what you're capable of grows as well. So yeah. that's a beautiful feeling, and I just think when I'm because I mean, I've been in the fitness space and I just look around in that space and it's just so just the markers for progress are so like have to be statistical and it's like yeah. personal records 
and yeah, yeah. weight loss, faster all times. Numerical. It's all numerical, data, right? Data driven. And when you train parkour, there's like an inner, when you finish the session, like you know what you mm. came through that day. You know what you com uh, accomplished or like overcame internally and you can never quantify that to show your social media or your yeah. whoop or whatever it is, you know, it's like, so parkour, just the 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 motivations for doing it and what you're overcoming and like you yeah. say, the fear that you challenge, like there's no fear in the gym environment. So we have to, we have to just go heavier and heavier or faster yeah, and faster. Yeah. And that's why the body breaks down. Yeah. Whereas obviously there's still risk with parkour, but there is other elements than just further, faster, heavier kind you're of thing. You're driven by a feeling rather than a feeling that's associated just with mm. like numerical things and data yeah. points. There's that yeah. classic meme and I send it to Lynn every so often, like whenever she posts like a Strava thing or something. Um, it's someone looking at their watch saying like about their splits and mm. their, uh, how many kilometers they ran in elevation gain. And then another person asks them, but was it fun? Yeah. And then they're like, it doesn't say. It doesn't like, say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, That's it. yeah, it's perfect. I think you sent me something similar actually on. Yeah, yeah, years ago. ago. I remember about some statistics. I remember thing. the conversation. I think I commented on something when you were in like an your ultra marathon th phase. And I don't know why I commented <laughs> yeah. it. I think I'm just I'm just a snarky prick in general. I commented. That comes um, across sometimes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I own it. I own it. Yeah. I mean, this podcast is doesn't help with uh, mm -hmm. um, with that as yeah. well. Um, I for said you. something like, um, "Measurable progress is for adults" or something like that. Mm. I don't know. And as and, opposed to like children who don't need measurable, like, yeah, statistical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I don't know. Something like that. No, that's spot and on. And then yeah. months later, you messaged me saying like, uh, like initially you were pissed off with the with the comment but then did i say that yeah, yeah but i can't but, disagree but you, like but, basically. but then like you came around like you thought about it more and like started going running without your watch or your strava or something yeah, like that yeah 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 man know, just feeling yeah it's, feel, it's, feeling <laughs> becoming sensitive to feeling is yeah. huge physically emotionally in all in all aspects but yeah that's been that's it and so just revisiting parkour and being able to like it's not there wasn't really a moment that i didn't want to but just my body didn't feel good. And when your body doesn't feel good, it's just depressing. Yeah, it's like, not fun. It's not fun. Yeah, yeah. And then to be around other people who don't feel that. I mean, one of the, I did need a break as well, because it got it gets to a point when you're doing parkour for your career for years mm. and you've, you have like the status, as I'm sure you guys like know. Top of the sport, right? Yeah. And you turn up to a jam and you can't even warm up because kids are just like gawking you. And this is totally my, people can warm up. It's just my issue. It's, mm. my, it's not the kids issue, right? It's my issue. But I want to, I can't even warm up because they're, they're gawking and expecting you to do big epic yeah, tricks yeah, yeah. and you just feel these eyes on you and you don't feel that good that day. You can't even be playful with your training because you've just got eyes on you and everything pressure, is everything yeah, is a judgment and it's like that's what it feels you can yeah. not care but at the same, like that gets to me sometimes it's gonna like, be like the expectations a little bit or like yeah expectations of other people. expectations and i do remember that storm jam was like there was a lot of moments i felt like that and you can always break through but eventually it just gets draining and, and it wasn't if you're not willing to deal with my my side of it and i didn't understand my emotional side of that kind of thing like i needed to come away from it to just like have that break and then and the journey i've been on of like getting into biomechanics and like yeah that getting into functional patterns go to flowability work method all that stuff to come back to have parkour as like i don't know the canvas or something like that the, the mm. outlet to test this stuff out because if you're just doing it in a gym environment all the time people can have all the theories they want um and 
if my thing was sprinting, then you could test them in sprinting, but it's part, I think parkour is where. so varied and it is, yeah. it is mm. rough for your body at some point. So it's like, yeah. it's a good test for like what you've built. Yeah. And then looking yeah. at people like Kadori and mm. uh, who was the guy you mentioned the other day, who did that ridiculous. Lambo. Lambo, was that him? Yeah. Argentinian. Yeah. On, on Matt Watson's uh, podcast. Yeah. That was unbelievable. That, that was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's 19. Yeah. I'm not sure how long he's been training. It could be anything like four years or okay. something. Okay. Um, but yeah, just. But you look at his biomechanics and there's, there's stuff. Yeah. There is stuff the way he lands that I can't disagree. I think you know people like Gota. Some of their mm. stuff is true. I don't. Th I don't agree with probably half of Gota's stuff. But like yeah. there is a, some. There's definitely truth. In yeah, some of their I things. think it's it's same it's same with a lot of systems, I suppose. But like, it's it must be like talent just for like as as well as like talent on the biomechanics side, like perfect bone stacking. Mm. control yeah like just the skill of of taking those landings but also like like if he's only been training four years and it's got to be like some genetic talent to like how can a body withstand that kind of force like yeah there'd be like, certain genetics to you'd some expect degree, like but... a very gradual kind of thing like mm. even the yamakasi it took them like 10 years before they were doing manpower mm. and stuff yeah but definitely, the, I think the biomechanics, like the, the, exactly the bone stack and the alignment of that stuff, that stuff. And the thing is with all that, and that was my journey of discovery with it, is like, you can't, and I think with Theo, you know, it's on similar stuff. It's like- Theo Tancha. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't listen to all of the podcasts with him, but I listened to some of it. But oh. but he, I know he's like in the parkour field and into biomechanics. Mm. And it's like, you can't just shoehorn and like copy what you think is good biomechanics. Like I can't just mirror it, like I'm mirroring it. If it's not the internal systems of the body pulling me into those positions naturally, right. then just mirroring the position is, it can help to some degree, but you can create other issues because mm. the body, if my feet naturally point out and I, I, I think part of my ankle issue might've been self-created. Right. Cause I'm trying to think, oh, I should have straight feet because mm. I'm gonna have problems. I'm straightening my feet, but that's not coming from up in my in my core or right. in my adductors or whatever. It's just me turning the feet. It's taking yeah. the balance out elsewhere. So me, exactly. Yeah. So then, like, there's no this. It's not tension that's pulling my ankle there. It's just a cue from the from the mind. So then there's slack elsewhere in the system, and then that slack when I'm taking a jolt, that slack gets the most um, sh shattered around, and then that's where the, I think part contributes yeah. to the issues. So it's like it is the journey of like. Believe it, like it's like going barefoot, right? Mm. Logically, it makes sense that we were born to be able to function without shoes. Yeah. But, it, but if you just, and I think everyone's made this mistake, a lot of people like, yeah, go, yeah. You, okay, I'm throw away all my cushioned shoes, yeah. only wear barefoot shoes, and then you get all sorts of other yeah, yeah. issues. Because the injuries. dose, the dose, you haven't had graded exposure not in grade. the same way that you have mm. with If you with were shoes. always barefoot, it would work, but you've been yeah. wearing shoes for the past 15 months. And your biomechanics so. have been built around that comfort yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. And especially barefoot shoes. I hate the word barefoot shoes. They're minimal shoes. Like The most important part of barefoot, in my eyes is the skin connecting with the ground because that's the stimulus the feedback from the floor saying you need to cushion then you know you need to be soft on your knees but when you still can hmm. when you've still got this slip slap like i went i do a bit of parkour in these, I've seen the, these the minimum i love these these are, these are like the cinderella yeah, slipper of shoes but uh <laughs> but they still don't give you that direct feedback of like the skin wants to know there's nervous you know there's nerves in the feet hmm. that want to know so um, but yeah, we can go on so many tangents with this yeah, yeah, biomechanics yeah. discussion. I love it. Yeah, I'm sure. Maybe we'll circle back around to it uh, when we start yeah. talking about work and everything. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. But, but I'd love to, I, I don't know. I kind of felt like it would be good to 
like even if it's just as an excuse to like shoot the shit about like old school stuff but yeah so okay. i think it'd be very interesting yeah. to like go through your timeline with parkour Great. or even a little bit before parkour whatever you're comfortable Great. with. Great. Yeah. but like we don't really do that on this podcast really because it's a really pre- played out formula but mm. i think this is special circumstances because you're tim sheaf oh. and, <laughs> <laughs> and like i don't know it's just like yeah y- you were such a like such a figure within the parkour world for so long mm. and like yeah it's it's just cool to see you circle back around and get the second <laughs> win within parkour yeah i don't know cool. maybe i'm talking too soon maybe. no i know <laughs> you know you it's, I, I know it's only like a few months in yeah something else will happen no yeah sure anywhere you want to start like do you want me to i don't know like yeah i guess we can what's interesting for people start, like how you got into training and like how you became like involved with urban free flow and like yeah yeah okay yeah we'll we'll go the 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 short story through it but i was really into breakdancing from like 13 14 i I was just always upside down like always walking on my hands one random thing that i I think is so interesting when i was in the back is like i could walk on my hands for four years before i could hold a handstand Mm. and i think that says something like to this like trying to move like do something with it like people in the gym I, we can this is a tangent but people just want to try and learn to hold hands and hold hands and hands yeah. but if you can once you can tr- travel with it then you can hold it anyway that's a, a random tangent but i was love i just loved walking on my hands like why would i want to stand still i would want to get from here to there on my hands that was the challenge to a yeah. kid it was like it was just a child it's mindset. more of an active handstand yeah it? yeah it's active and it was more like it's boring staying on the spot anyway that was what i was into <laughs> handstands in my teenage years got into breakdancing was in a crew called Trinity Crew in Derby and we competed in some breakdance competitions and I really loved that. Um, but after so many years, you can only hear the music, the same music over and over and that kind of got to me. Um, and I was working at McDonald's part-time at the time and there was Jump London was on TV and I was on my break and I saw it on there and I actually turned the TV off because I was like, I'm going to go home and actually like I've re- had it recorded or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I could go home and sit down and actually absorb it because I was like, yeah, this is yeah. some next level shit, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Went home and watched it, got really inspired, started, I did parkour for like maybe a month and then maybe two months and all my friends in Derby stopped and it was just me. And, yeah, and that so happened with a lot of people. Eventually, we had a huge influx of people training after Jump Britain. Yeah. Like together. And, and, and that is like that it was a phase for those people. Like literally yeah. like people just drop away after that. Drop away. Bit. Yeah. And then I think drop, that was Jump London and then Jump Britain, Britain came. And then that that point, Urban Free Flow was existed. And so there was a website to go to. There was pk.net, there's forums yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Mm. So I went to Nottingham to train with them and I'd get like three buses to get, or two buses to get to Nottingham. It was three to the gymnastics. Mm. But I get the buses and I'd met Sticky from Urban Free Flow, yeah. Jan, uh, Phil, Zaid, all these guys. It's Johnny Budden, exactly. Absolute fucking legend. Mm. Um, so I trained with them. Within nine months of doing parkour, I was I like made like a video that I submitted to Urban Free Flow to get into urban free flow and sticky put in a word for me as well with easy and i was in within nine months of starting parkour i was in urban free flow so it's like a real fast that's crazy and then i didn't I, know it was that quick. Yeah, yeah and then i went to iceland within that time on on that ninth month i got into urban free flow my first job was in iceland for nokia to do a show where we're all dressed in silly random colors with acid and bam and or they remember acid in there <laughs> yeah yeah wow um acid dragon acid dragon and yeah that's like and around the time as well when like uf had a real like they they 
got their foot in the door in terms of like worldwide yeah all the yeah. jobs that were coming in through parkour they were the store of like that generation <laughs> yeah like, although, like, although like definitely biggest team back yeah. Then, yeah although I, it seemed like they were actively trying to have a monopoly on it i don't know like yeah i mean not in that not in there there's not a lot not yeah, not yeah. commonalities between you but in the sense that like yeah, the most yeah. known team worldwide mm they were they were huge and they were easy was trying to have a monopoly and mm. sell the merchandise and we didn't you know. intentionally swallow up motors projects you know what i mean like, <laughs> Giles yeah. was like please please motors is dying <laughs> i wish Giles was here man yeah it gave, yeah so would i be could good. say this to his face <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> no it would have, yeah you, you were the you were the gruesome did you progress pretty quick for those nine months to like, yeah it was they a, see like there's something special in you or yeah i progressed quickly and because of the breakdancing background i had it helped oh, me the strength i had strength and mm. i had some awareness and i could do like dive kongs and things i was just nice, way more yeah. confident than most people mm. so like uh, and i remember watching i do remember watching like jason Jin oh, yeah. and Jason, right? Team Tracer, TT. Oh, yeah. Like that stuff, downloading videos off PK.net, like Speed Air Man and all that stuff, being so yeah. inspired by yeah. David and then getting involved in the, on the forums. Um, and then there was the, like the secret Area 51, the Urban Free Flow, like forum just for the innards of them. Oh, really? We went to Dubai to get, as like 20 of us got flown to Dubai. Oh, and there's an, another secret, secret club in, in Dubai, wasn't there? What with like What's the that? poo or the spunk or what was the like, yeah. <laughs> which one the which, one pump pass. oh no there was the uh, yeah the flashlight there was you the flashlight to, yeah there was to go into it. yeah that was yeah oh, yeah Dubai scream I don't know oh, if that was there a video of that Dubai that, that, like, is it still yeah. up I don't know if it's still I up. remember that trip yeah. looking crazy it looked so it was, like you just like Go, go into the it city was, and just do some like it was really yeah oh, it, was, it was a bunch a, of teenage boys in, it was really in Dubai. weird like if I God. yeah at some point that was, that was a bit <laughs> locked up <laughs> yeah those places are really strange man they're, they're really uh, yeah, unfair yeah. places I guess in many ways but it did that did some jobs then I then it kind of fast forward it started to like competition era came about I did the first ever world free run championships in oh is that the 2008 Bar 2008 was in it was but I don't know if it was yeah it was Barclay Card yeah. it was in the Trafalgar Square yeah exactly 2008 was the Roundhouse Theatre yeah, in Camden okay. and there was Jenks and Pip were competing in that one for, for Great Britain as well and then yeah. there was the Americans Tempest came over and I think that was the second ever they'd done the Red Bull Vienna one before that yeah and and then there was that one and at that point it was kind of a cool system the play the, the competitors would judge each other and they'd vote for who they thought should be first, second, and third. I think so everyone would get a vote that was that. in the thing. Yeah, it's kind of mm. a different system. Um, and so because of my upper body stuff again, doing these tricks, like I never, I've never really considered myself like at all one of the best. I just had a unique style that yeah, just seemed yeah. to work in competitions. Mm. Like I always, you do like all the tricks that no one else could. That do. was it. Yeah, and it was just still felt and was gimmicky but it worked for this criteria of competition where it's creativity and yeah. whatever you know and difficulty who can judge difficulty on something they can't do some, even though for me it's not yeah, that difficult yeah. but for someone That's else yeah. so so it's like it was a weird system but anyway that bar card I ended up getting second place hmm. um, behind Gabe um, I thought so yeah and Gabe Nunes Gabe Nunes and then and that was a complete because Pip and Jenks were both in so many areas of parkour, way better than me. Like, were you second in the first Red Bull in Vienna as well, two thousand seven? Was I second? Maybe was it Ryan? First Ryan was first. Oh, I might have podium. I might have been third. I think it might have been yeah. me, Victor. I think Victor came oh, second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. 
but purely because I do like windmills or some handstand tricks. Like anyway, then the fast forward another year, Barclay Card World Champs, uh, and I came first. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. the 2009 Trafalgar Square one. Yeah, it was on BBC Three. I, I was, I was, we were there. Yeah, we were. Were you in Trafalgar yeah, Square? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. cool. <laughs> it was a cool event, man. And like, Jason came second. He did really well. And I think maybe it was Victor on that one was third. Mm, yeah. yeah, that was. It was a cool event, but again, it's like I never notoriety was great, and I can't say that that's not helped me for my career from that, you know. But mm. I, but I've always been like in my heart, known that people like Illabaka and Phil Doyle and them, like the way they, and it's different, you know, different things. But mm. like I was just always, they were my favorite athletes on earth, you know, yeah, like yeah, the people yeah. that I admired as the most talented and brave or confident in their just body's ability is so unique man Parker, yeah just into, absolutely man yeah and like that i was just able to like capitalize on like the commercial aspect of tricks and a brand and a face mm. that can act a certain way but at some level it, i do look back feeling like i was selling my soul to a degree um competing in that stuff and but then i you know Mm. this part of my yeah it is what it is but that that's so that was and then that the day after that we started we decided we want to form storm because we had the yeah. people that put on the barclay event that actually helped build the structures and everything um the guy there mark super lovely guy n knew what easy was getting paid knew how much urban free flow were kind of making but mm. then knew that what we were getting from that mm. and he wanted to help us we formed storm five of us me callie yan blue Ash left Urban Free Flow, formed Storm, yeah. like, and then worked with Claudio on, on that. How did that go leaving? Did you all just like come together and just say, Yeah, basically, we, you then and there? What kind pretty of much, yeah. Like all of oh. us came together and we're just like, Yeah, we're not happy with how you run things. We think we're being conned out and stuff. That must have felt doing. great to yeah. say <laughs> if you've been going through that for a while. Yeah, but like, it's a weird one because it's like, Don't bite the hand that feeds you, right? Because yeah. it, because none of us would tr none of us were really stewing that much mm. because we were like traveling the world. It's still opportunity. We're still it's still getting paid like a grand or few grand for a job. Like you're not you're not mad at that. But still, he's probably taking like. But he could be taking exactly. Exactly. That's what, that's what we heard. There, yeah. We heard. I think Completely it was a job I did with abusing these teenagers. Though, that's right? it. Yeah. I did a job with Kirby, and he got he was he hooked up with one of the girls that helped produce produce the thing, and she told us that we were getting about ten percent of yeah. what he was getting, and that was when these rumors started to go around, and then we're like, okay, mm. and we can't Something stick with that. With Something that, needs yeah. to be done. So we formed mm. Storm and and pursued that and. And that was fun, but again, there's like compared to when I when I look at what you guys have with store, or like there's a real like your friends first, like to, I mean I don't know how you are the last few years, but you're always like, mm. you have fun first. Whereas Storm, as much as like we we get on with each other, it wasn't like we're best mates. It wasn't right. like we're we're like although me and me and. Blue would hang, I could hang out with every yeah. one of them. You're all friends. We're all friends. Like it was started for like a commercial kind of. But it was more of a commercial movement, yeah. and and that was a, the part of it. The purpose of it was for us to make money and blow up. Like mm -hmm. whether it was, and we had some like auditions to create a potential like ITV Saturday night show where I think it was called like in, not Untouchables, Untouchables, something like that. That was a rugby thing I did as well. Something like Untouchables, mm -hmm. where like people, where there was there would be five of us, and they wanted to get some girls cast in Katie and Mags and people try, and then like 
people would compete against it's kind of like gladiators but we would be oh, the main okay, ones okay, but then it would yeah. be more kind of parkour type so there was like we did loads of projects of like that pitching where, where it would have made us like britain's got talent winners big kind of thing potentially yeah, yeah, yeah. but nothing yeah, ever yeah. nothing ever came from that stuff and then we kind of just started to drift and then there was an incident happened with cali and then we asked him to leave and then um and then we just kind of drifted and then then I got into veganism and that was like that, that, that well, then the flow show flow and all that kind of oh, yeah. happened from yeah, there yeah, yeah. which I think some people might remember yeah that yeah, one yeah, yeah. that's yeah. when you and Giles were brothers in arms for quite a while yeah Google gave us some funding to produce like a YouTube funded parkour only channel which was flow mm. and um, me and Giles were just brothers yeah for like two years a year and a half just producing all that content it was um, such good content it's like, I love that like Hong Kong documentary and everything that was probably the peak of like where of what I've worked on where I really like the joy was in it mm-hmm. you know and you, me and Jason and Ed and it felt true to you to just go and that's, explore that's and what like, I mean yeah it really like felt like it captured something mm-hmm. and it's it's a shame that it's not nothing like as as um, it is what it is but like I didn't recognise that as the like let's do more of this kind of thing right, we did yeah. the egypt trip i don't know if that was before or after that was cool mm-hmm. that was fun to get jenks out to there and then and i love jason as well pyramids. climbing the pyramids which is fucking sick <laughs> yeah so there's like cool projects but then like when you're doing it for your job it as you guys probably know like mm-hmm. it does start to challenge when it when there's like a schedule and a, something to hit mm-hmm. yeah and limited budget and things like that it's like okay it gets a bit more complicated more com- yeah, yeah there's other things start to get involved mm, yeah when it just comes to churning out content yeah and so i was i think I, I pitched like five things to flow and they they wanted to pay for four of them out of the things i pitched so it was mm. like tutorials float the flow show live wire goes and something else i can't or it might have been the gopro pieces the povs or something oh, like that yeah yeah that was and so I did watch the episode with you guys the other day, actually, when of the flow show where you kind of co-hosted, and it's just funny to see. Oh yeah. My oh, we like Max and Max. And yeah, Max. they popped up. I think you guys. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think oh, yeah, we yeah. did we did um, the Brighton Parkour documentary, and yeah, but we did a flow ask as well, didn't we? And... Yeah, we did flow asks. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that, that what you mean? mean? Yeah, yeah. We'll no, call, it, we'll it call was... this quits. No. Yeah, yeah, even. Uh, no, it, it was the, it was a flow show, and I sat on a sofa, and then you all popped out one by one. Oh uh, yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I can't. Yeah. I don't actually remember if you two was there though. No, mm. I know Benjamin. I was like which featuring the Witchell brothers, and then like Benjamin Max pop out first. I'll dig it out and, and put it on yeah, the screen. Yeah. For, okay. For cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was flow show featuring short uh, Stora. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that was that that kind of like that chapter, and that was when I was getting it starting it to get into running at that point. And like doing part runs and and just getting in, into that, I was getting into veganism. And yeah, like, how did you get into running? I went to a. I was vegan. I went to, with again within like a year, I went to like down the deepest rabbit holes. Went to raw, raw vegan, so I went to like a fruitarian Jeez. festival in America, and it was like a week long of just eating nothing but fruit, mm. and it was pretty fucking cool, really. But uh, in Woodstock, and I ran around. A lake there actually with fully raw Christina. I was in my Vibrams and we did oh, it. I knew a girl was going to be involved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people might know, people might know fully raw. Shout out fully raw. She's a, a sweet girl. That mm-hmm. anyway, I ran around the lake and 
after that, I was just like, got that endorphin rush of, oh, I can run. You know, I yeah. think we often think we can't run and it's because we're just running too fast. Or It's like, yeah. when you run slower, yeah, yeah. you can go a bit further. And that kind of yeah. had that realization. I read Born to Run after that, basically. And that was yeah. it. Once uh, you yeah. read Born to Run, yeah, you're addicted. Yeah, I listened to it recently. Did yeah, you? Yeah. yeah. It was really good. That was it. That just got me hooked. And then I, did, didn't, I realized park runs are, you know, I lived two minutes from a park run. So I was like, out every other day on the course doing sections of the course testing yourself <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that's cool. um doing those the, the 5ks on the saturday mornings and then obviously you're getting pbs every week because you're mm. new to it and it's like mm-hmm. you're seeing the results and so i got into that and actually part and a part of it was also i started an obstacle course racing and i realized like well i can do the obstacles if i can yeah, just need the stamina if i can have the stamina yeah. to run i should be able to beast these right, and so yeah, yeah. i got into ob- i got into ocr racing and i competed in quite a few of them and it, I, I really enjoyed them then I got into and I got into trail running and then obviously you get into trail running I did the London Marathon you get to the end of the marathon and you're like well it's only one o'clock like I want to keep going so like three weeks later I did the London to Brighton 100, oh, 100k <laughs> so you ha- wait how long were you doing it before you started doing ultra marathon that because that's an ultra marathon right? yeah so I, I was probably running for at least one year before I did the London Marathon okay and so it was just shortly after that so then I I don't, that, that, that sounds like good progress yeah well i'm just someone that like whether it's abuse to my body or what or what you know <laughs> you like dive into it yeah, yeah i dive into it so there's yeah. obviously so, i mean i i did all right up until that point mm. but i but then three weeks later again i did a mountain ultra and that was like the beginning of the end for me then that, like i had um a knee i started doing fell races as well which for people that don't know, know fell races they are like do you know what fell running is um, <sighs> Yeah. Is it running down shit? <laughs> yeah, fell running is like the parkour of is it just reacting of um of like mountain terrain. So it's like in the it's a British thing, but in like the Lake District or the Peak District. Basically, originally you'd have a town fair hmm. and there'd be the the nearest highest hill fell. The fell is like a cross between a mountain and a hill. So it's right. bigger than a hill, smaller than a mountain. Okay. So it's like in Lake District if you've ever been, they're yeah, like kind of mountains. Yeah. F E L L. Yeah. Okay. And they're kind of the unsung heroes of running that never get credit and they don't care mm. about it either. But okay. you, you pay like £2.50 and you enter the local and it's the fastest one from like the fair to, to, the, to a flag at the top of the fell oh, back down. So you go, oh, any oh, means so necessary. Is, wait, so is it up and down? Yeah, it's up just, and down. You can go okay. any route. Any route. That's This oh, is the original fell running. Wow. It's like, there's a flag yeah. and it would be like the local tour guys or whoever it was, I don't know, would like run and they'd race and, you know, and, and so fell running came kind of out of that where it was just like any route up or down you're mm. not following a strict path yeah, yeah. and so they have them every weekend all around England there's a fell running mm. website and you can find a fell race and go do it and so I did a few of these in the Peak District and they were so flipping fun they're really addictive and I did one on a Friday and one on a Sunday mm. I went to Vegas to do Ninja Warrior American Ninja Warrior on Team Europe this was the second year I was competing on it mm. and the week after I had like Mount Olympus marathon booked, which was like a, a marathon up and down Mount Olympus, which is from the sea, which is 3000 meters of climb, which is three times Snowden in one go. And then three times Snowden down in a marathon okay, distance. Yeah. And that Jeez. was, I was like so excited for that. And I, my training was ramping up for that. And I was considering American Ninja Warrior an off weekend from running, like, which was absolutely like stupid. I did, I really yeah. wasn't sensitive to my body. And basically I was in the dehydrated in the Vegas heat, jet lagged. Yeah trying to film like from midnight till 5am whatever crazy hours they do and my knee just completely went and like mm. it yeah. turns out I chipped a bone in my knee which I don't know I think it happened during one of the fell races but a bone had got chipped from one of my knees 
from one of my bones. I think it was the top, maybe. And then it, it got lodged in my quad. So I didn't, they thought it just, and I went to the doctors when I got back and he told me I just had a tear in my quad. So I spent like a month, the tear's not getting any better. Got an actual MRI. Oh, there's a piece of bone lodged in your quad. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then I had knee surgery and basically I've never got, been able to get back into running from that. Not because my, my knees have been all right, but then my, then I started to get back into my body and my, my ankle was just never the same after that. My ankles were actually all right up until that point. I didn't really notice it as an issue. I just knew biomechanically, my angles just didn't look like good for longevity. But, right. but I mean, the body can, yeah there's, yeah, there's other stuff at play, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the body, the body can, mm. can adapt. It can adapt. So there are people that don't feel pain that yeah, walk yeah. like that their whole lives. Yeah. Pedro Fine. Salgado, no David Nelms. Oh, like... Pedro Salgado, like that. Yeah, he's one of the yeah, springiest yeah. people. Yeah. Like... King Duck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and David Nelms. <laughs> and, and David Nelms. But it's like, I guess it's like you can adapt to it and it still become it still becomes a load management kind of issue. But like mm. then again, if you do have more efficient biomechanics in terms of bone stacking, then maybe you're at less of a risk. Less of a risk for the higher ceiling on it but yeah. but then you don't want to force what's not natural to you as well so yeah so maybe like that that change in changing gait same as you said about the um the you going into min minimal shoes too too soon too quick, you haven't yeah. been exposed to running yeah at that um, yeah i think i oh, truthfully if i have to really break it down i think there's just a, a real um like uh, emotional drive to want to achieve athletically yeah that like is is just in me from and we could go psychologically from my childhood from my relationship with my father from all yeah. that stuff yeah i've heard um, you speak on this yeah and i i think that's in a lot of not in a lot because but it's in some athletes that drive them that they really associate like athletic being accepted or appreciated athletic for their athletic abilities they they associate that as being loved yeah and it isn't in most cases like it mm. could be an appreciation of someone's skills but to think like oh like if my love's dependent on people thinking i'm athletically athletic prowess even it could be like yeah. an alpha thing right i want to be seen as alpha and therefore i feel loved well that's got that's a ticking time bomb because mm -hmm. that's and that's not real love is it that's just like dependent on and that's what society kind of really purports right now is like this whoever's on the podium is the winner and we don't care about the loser yeah. it's like it doesn't matter about whatever intrinsic value or for how hard someone tried from, or like yeah from you making gains or like you enjoying the session like completely regardless of whether you're making progress or not because we everyone's experience progress isn't as linear as as it's been sold to us no um but and like, like you say then, did you enjoy it every every session did yeah. you enjoy it and if you're only chasing winning a competition or like a getting a PR, then you are, that is just a poison chalice. Yeah. Just... And also like when injuries inevitably happen mm -hmm. um, and however long they last, like if your self-worth is only attached to, if your whole identity is attached to how well you can perform and, and you think the only way that people will love you, appreciate you, or like you love yourself yeah. um, is attached to that, then like, it's pretty, pretty fragile. Very fragile, my, my, yeah. And I think that's chaos out here. And I think that's part. That's part of my journey of realization is like that. That I go to sports, and it's a very linear thing. Like I've gone from breakdancing, parkour, running, like obstacle racing. I did CrossFit, loads of yoga, and like I've gone and I, I got into like 
cycling like road cycling at one point as well and I, mm. quickly within that i was just like oh this is just the same thing happening again this is just mm. me like trying to find a sport that I, you know the the noob gains kind of thing that that endorphins of like mm -hmm. making quick progress with something yeah and, and yeah but when, when as i'm like revisiting parkour and i'm getting that feeling of sticking a precision or like making a plier or something i'm like yeah this yeah. is like so much more me you know right mm. like I, but i'm glad i've done all that other stuff yeah and i might and hope that i will do some mountain half yeah, marathons or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and if i am if i if my biomechanical work is true if it is working then i will be able to have a bit more of everything and be better at everything mm. of like or feel that everything oh, yeah. feels better mm -hmm. um but yeah just for me it's like yeah are doing it for different reasons now yeah and i'm so trying to work through that yeah yeah with parkour not having like the expectation as we spoke about earlier like you can just like be in your body and like yeah feel how sick a precision feels without or or, or lache feels or, without like other people judgment expecting <laughs> me to yeah to be yeah. the pinnacle of something yeah yeah but so that's the journey i'm still like only a newbie to like the emotional journey that i'm on and the psychological understanding of that stuff but it's it's given me some relief you know mm -hmm. it's given me some relief. yeah yeah oh, that's awesome yeah you've tried uh, a bit of running recently like how, how much yeah, have yeah. you gotten into it like how much of it's treadmill and how much of it's like outside <laughs> um mostly treadmill in the yeah. gym at the moment cool, but man. um yeah it just feels good to be running to be fair no matter where it is but yeah. i did try and like start running to gym because i was like yeah why am I going to gym just to run on the treadmill? <laughs> I might as well run to the gym and yeah. do other stuff when I get yeah. there. Maybe yeah. a bit more treadmill, but yeah. But then, yeah, I just got caught in a fucking rainstorm once and fucking like, oh, why am I doing this? But um, Sounds fun though. But, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's like mm. being able to run because it used to hurt a lot more with my um, leg injury. Mm. Uh, I just like, now, now it's not hurting well, much anymore. Well, I just broke my leg in like, it's almost three years ago now, yeah, but it's still lingering cool. issues. And it's okay. like, um, and I've got like a bit of arthritis in my foot mm. due to it. And because of my extra weight now, it's like a lot of pressure on that foot. So okay. it's like struggling to heal. You've got some, you got some floating bones or yeah, like some my bone ankle fragments. as well. And they want to fuse, they want to fuse your, um, like your metatarsis. My Les Frank joint in my foot. Oh, okay. yeah. you, you, you know, and that's the one that out, people maybe. get, um, in martial arts, when they someone hits a Les Frank, it just shuts off the foot. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm feeling that. My foot sometimes <laughs> it just goes a asleep. bit weird. Yeah, yeah, that's Les Frank. Man. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, um, well, imagine that fucking kits like, like yeah, that's cane. But um, yeah, due to that, I haven't been able to do much running. But recently, it's like been feeling a bit stronger, and I'm just trying to like work it a bit more in the mm. gym. Is but just being on the treadmill, like you said about the pace, it's like. I thought like I can't run and shit, yeah. but like I just slowed down the pace a bit. It's like shit. It's actually so fun to just keep mm. going at a steady pace. And just build like, the heat in the body. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. if your body doesn't feel, this is the thing. It's like for, for my the last what the the thing that actually and I don't know if you wanted wanted to ask this was like, but that got me over the injury of of parkour was like stopping doing other people's systems. And just starting to listen to my body more mm. was stopping to like copy videos on YouTube or watch, go through someone's program because it's like, right, I'm, I'm mirroring what he's doing. I'm doing what he says, but I'm not feeling yeah. what, like no one can teach me the feeling that well through a video. Right. Like, so once I learned to feel in my body, I became much more sensitive to what was actually hindering me and mm. what was helping me. Cause it's a very fine line with injuries 
with like overdoing it because I was like had an ankle problem so every day I'm trying to do something to heal my ankle mm. but that was just stressing it because it's like it needs time to fucking recover so I yeah. might have been doing great stuff if it was yeah. once a week yeah, when it's every day yeah, right. yeah, so it's like yeah. becoming sensitive to like okay it needs rest listen does it need it today or does it need it maybe a bit mm. later on in the day or just a little, little bit totally yeah, like so. and different days might be they might want myofascial release one day but it doesn't want myofascial release every day I'll tell yeah, you that like yeah. it might want you know to be hot one day but it might not so with the with your your feet and and what I love actually I've got into treadmill recently because with the treadmill as soon as your body's like I'm done as soon as like a twinge starts to come you can get off yeah, yeah. and that might be the healthy ratio whereas right. if you go out for a run in the street yeah. there's so much in your eyes you're taking all this in you're not really yeah. feeling as yeah. much oh you still got another you two kilometers you've not something. finished your loop yeah. right and how odd you don't just want to stop and start walking not many mm -hmm. people want to do yeah. that one. so on the treadmill you can just go cool I'm done and that might be 10 minutes there. it might be 20 minutes today. Yeah, and then yeah. and then yeah, build from, build really from that position that sounds I was I was so ready to um to shit on running on a treadmill but that is that does sound like a good side like because <laughs> it's so like it. it's so mind-numbingly boring it is so it's, boring it's not spiritually fulfilling in any way it's, like it's really mind-numbing and, yeah. and like five minutes on a treadmill feels like an eternity compared to like trail running is like I, I did something in Dubai it's beautiful recently it? it's 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 incredible it was in, they can't even have good trails in Dubai yeah they, they, yeah no, not well, yeah, it's they're like, they're like in the mountains. Okay. Right? It's like an, oh. yeah, it's an hour outside. Yeah, yeah. You have to with Kai. Every no, not with Kai's Kai. Getting I've seen. It, right? I've seen. So, it, it was actually with Lynn, but I've seen um, some of what Kai's been doing. He's he's working okay. to that. Right yeah, now. yeah. But um, trail running is so beautiful, man. But yeah, but the I bet upside. You forget about like how hard it is <laughs> when you're just running. Killian Journey is one of the best athletes. I always say like, the, I don't know if you know Killian. No. He's like the ultra marathon, the goat of ultra marathon oh, sure. running. Okay. He's a, know him. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's absolute. He's won all the UTMB. Do you know UTMB? Have you heard of that? Ultra Trail Mont Blanc. It's like a 160 kilometer race around Mont Blanc. Oh, Maybe 10,000. So I think it's around that 10,000 meters of climb. So like 10 times Snowden. And he's he's got, you know, the course record got beaten this year. But anyway, there's like the whole ultra marathon trail running scene. That world is insane. But he's, yeah. Anyway, the trail running is phenomenal. And like those athletes are flipping athletes mm -hmm. like that's one peak expression well, that's one of the pillars is like mountain running it's definitely yeah, a pillar yeah. of functionality like, mm. so like natural as well it's just you yeah <laughs> it's yeah. this simple but when something's simple there's so much nuance to that yeah. simplicity and it's lovely watching like and watching the biomechanics i love watching the athletics olympics world championships all that stuff i love watching the track because i just see and i there's like 400 meter world champions and stuff and their feet will be like like, it's like mm -hmm. that and you're like yeah. we well, can't say that goat is like this hard and fast rule anyway yeah but yeah so there is a, there is a place for the treadmill and it's yeah. when you're listening to your body you can tune in and you get mm -hmm. right i'm done now and then you can move off to like mm -hmm. leg press or something else you want to do yeah. yeah 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 i would like to do more running outside though so. that's the dream i think, yeah. I think that's gonna be because uh, only it's been like a few months of the treadmill i think i'm gonna progress mm. to like going out it'll be yeah. it'll be good too it's more reward it's more it feels more soul soulful than yeah. Like, yeah, soul, yeah, yeah, yeah wholesome like a stationary bike compared to like actually going out and like in, into the downs yeah or true whatever. it is that isn't but, it yeah. but like, yeah. like like what you were saying like that might be a good because it puts you because it's so mind-numbingly boring on a treadmill unless you're watching netflix or something yeah for sure but like because it's so boring it puts you more in your body into what you're feeling you yeah. can, it can be more of like yeah. an introspective and play thing. with your you technique can, and you can cut it off before like when you actually start feeling something yeah i don't know or, yeah well or, or maybe like just those psychological factors increase your ceiling because training is biopsychosocial as well like like environment plays such a big 
role in in what we're capable of as well and, mm. and maybe like just the nervous system doesn't send you those signals and like maybe that signal that you're getting while you're on the treadmill is actually like this is boring it's it, <laughs> the no, reaction no, no, to from, the board from like your foot for example yeah. is like you wouldn't your nervous system wouldn't be so sensitive to that like if you were out in the open yeah and it doesn't mean that that sensation necessarily means damage as well that's also true that's where the sensitivity comes in right because you do have to put some stress through the body Mm. but it was also but not too much but but that's the hard balance to like get isn't it yeah it Mm. is it's it's it's, yeah it's hard to make it a science because it's Mm. we're like a dynamic system made up of systems like and emotion psychology comes into it so much as well it's like I, I guess that was like the the whole um, the main thing with the debate with Alexis Levay and um, Theo and Theo Tanchak. Like it was, it, it was uh, like if all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And Theo was just honing in. Like all he knows is like the posture and biomechanics side. Where like mm. yeah, the biopsychosocial side of training is. Anyway, this is yeah, yeah, down a rabbit hole again. But yeah. like, no, it's interesting. Bio is a huge bio is one part of the psychosocial. But recently, in in rehab and training, so many people have just been focusing on like, I mean, it's not a new thing, but like, it's fairly in vogue in like the rehab space. Like, because it's new, like people are focusing way too heavily on the psychosocial aspects of it. But the biomechanics are still super important. <laughs> it's like focus on both. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, but everyone in rehab is like, oh, let's. I want to like show off these new things I found. It's like, oh yeah, it's all it's the pain, and like the brain, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The new and shiny thing. It's like, yeah, biomechanics is still super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, yeah. all yeah. important, surely. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I feel like yeah, we should continue with your your story um, because we didn't we didn't um, where did we get up to up with to the, running, the veganism then, stuff? Yeah, as well. okay, That's I guess still at that point coinciding. Yeah, because at that point I was I had left Stormfree and I was uh, I started the vegan clothing company, um, on a whim. Mm. And this is just like that people might know that um, Steve Jobs story where he like traces his story back of everything he studied. Like going forward, he couldn't see the path of his life, but when he traced it back, he could see how everything built to the next thing. Like he did calligraphy, and that led to branding and all this. For me, it was like I learned with Storm Free when I helped run the, the, the t-shirt, the clothing side of it. And mm. so I'd go to the print factories and I knew the print factories and I knew kind of how to sell on a website. So I just went to the print factories and made a vegan t- t-shirt and I didn't want to make something that was like in your face, like meat is murder type stuff. So I just flipped the word vegan so it said Nagiv. Yeah. Vegan backwards. Oh yeah, that was the first thing. That Wait, so it. so it was Nagiv, then Vegan, yeah. and then Ethics? Yeah, Were they- then Ethics. Well, it, the brand was called Ethics and Antics. That's okay. oh, yeah, it always yeah. was. That was the original yeah, yeah. brand, was just Ethics and Antics. And, and right. Nagiv was the t-shirt, was oh, the first I t-shirt. See, I see, I see. And um, and I just made one t-shirt, put it with my mate Will and put it online. And then so I think we made 100, sold 100 or made 50, sold 50. Boom, like in a day, 24 hours. So made some more. Was like, oh, there's, you know, positive from the community there. Made some more, then made V Gang and JME as well. You know, did some mm. of, for absolutely nothing. Never asked for a penny from it. Just helped with the wow. photos. That's, that's real, really cool. He's a real legend. How I mean. did you come to know JME? Um, so, I've so never... <laughs> Callie actually did a video for Clara Hermit. If people, you might not know Clara, but she was like in the London. She would like interview grime rappers and people in that space, and was like a 
they've got like a host type mm-hmm. lady and she did a piece and she'd get creative on YouTube and she did a piece where she taught she met with Callie who she knew to teach Jamie parkour mm. I saw oh. it on Twitter and tweeted Jamie and said yo like that was at Beckton gym I was like oh, yeah, if you ever go again I'd love to go and then he wanted to go again so me and him just went oh, to yeah. Beckton and we started going we every week together. <laughs> we just trained at Beckton so. taught him backflips swinging backflips and things and then eventually like all of BBK who came through at different sessions like mm. Shorty Skeptic came through one time I saw I saw you had Temper T at Chainstore once yes was yeah. that is that right Temper T <laughs> Chainstore yeah. yeah with Jamie um, Michael Page taught him if you know him he's a Bellator no, he's an MMA fighter anyway but yeah sick. London the London scene we managed to get everyone into a little bit of a parkour <laughs> that's funny Temps yeah Temps <laughs> um, he's oh Temps is a legend man um yeah so then that's kind of how i met up with them but then i was also getting into the the vegan side of things and that that t-shirt took off vegang did well and then um just that became my business then that like like was making not loads of money but like enough for me to live off constantly Mm. like that kind of so it went from and we could like i say i knew the print services i was able to go get samples done and all that stuff and then eventually i moved back to derby with that company and my, my life then was just like this clothing, going to vegan festivals, selling t-shirts. And it was, it was a bit like dull because it's like, as someone who's come from parkour to like not be tr- moving, like not doing that and to like not, you know, clothing's great, but it's not my, my soul isn't bloggy's soul, right? <laughs> like yeah, I, yeah. I'm not, it's not my thing. Like yeah. it's, I can do it and I can find a clever thing that might sell okay. But it never, it never took off like viral where it was like, cool, I can, the business is worth a million pounds or anything like that. So mm. I'm chilling and then I could fund whatever. It never got to that stage and it never like fully fulfilled me because it's like, ultimately it was about being an ethical clothing company. And it was hard for me to just make a new t-shirt every month or every few months mm. and feel like that's ethical because it's like fast, almost fast fashion for that point when it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, you could, buy secondhand clothing is more ethical or whatever it's like so my I don't know my heart just kind of drifted away from that mm. side of things and um and then I went through that whole vegan coming out of veganism journey when and then I left the company and I don't know how much yeah. of that you wanted to chat yeah. or just we could yeah like how how um like towards the end of veganism for you like how did your diet evolve because I remember hearing you did you keep like reducing like, cause you went through like raw vegan, fruitarian and mm. like, and then I guess it ended with your fast. I, I, yeah. yeah, I went in and out of vegan, uh, raw vegan and fruitarian. And I went in and out and I went in and out of like other stuff with the diet. And I went in and out of like, I tried like no guilt eating. So just mm. don't think about it, just eat what you want. Like trying that and you know, that does work for like a month and then it feels really bad. <laughs> like, right. like, cause there is a certain psychological aspect of when yeah. you're judging what you eat, how much that affects. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I've stuff. heard that cheat diets like statistically yeah yeah diets that involve cheat meals cheat days yeah but but ultimately then i was like on that rabbit hole of like the alternative healing space Mm. looking at fasting did a few couple day fasts felt really good after like a two-day fast and then i thought well all these books are saying you can do longer fasts if you want to get to the all the i was i put a lot of my like joint issues and i did have like if I went to a doctor, they might have said I've got like arthritis or early arthritis or mm. things like that. But I just never wanted to like, 
I didn't feel like I needed a label from a doctor. I didn't think he was gonna, what's he gonna do with that? Like put me on this pathway to being, not yeah. that he might have some good things for that, but anyway, I, I'm a very fringe guy who believes in like ability to self-heal and, and this kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, so, I, I think I feel a lot of like, you get, you feel a lot of distrust in like, um, like mainstream. Yeah, I do. Yeah. As well. yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a fair assessment. Yeah. I do. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, that's a whole other conversation we could get. Yeah, into. yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, I wanted to, I feel like I, I've got the power within myself to solve it. I've got these joint issues, everything I'm reading, it's like, well, that's all the processed food that you've eaten, that's stored up in your joints. And when you're fat, when you're, this is, this is what I believed at the time. When I'm eating, 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 well, my pro body's priority is to digest, digest, digest. When I stop digesting, then it can go, all oh, right, we've got some extra time and space now. Let's go and deal with those other little mm. nooks and crannies of the body. Blood can go elsewhere. Blood can go elsewhere. Was, yeah. So that was kind of the a simple version of the And that whole the thing makes sense with um, like not eating too soon before you go to bed. Like, so in, in that period where you're resting, you're not digesting, digesting. laying flat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know yeah. If that's still. There's, there's certainly like a lot, but there's also children that can eat absolute sugar and stare at a screen like that and then fall asleep 30 seconds later. Yeah. Like we can, it's like- I, I mean, I do that. The, yeah, there are <laughs> ability, like you can't all, you know, but yeah, different yeah. people get affected by different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so I, I did the fast and ended up starting out to do a week. Then I was gonna do two weeks, then three weeks, then four, and then ended up doing five weeks that fast. Thinking that like when I come out, thinking that I could like, you know, 21 takes one to 21 days to change your habit or this kind of mm. new agey waffle stuff, but like mm. that I could starve out. I had to have like binge eating habits or like I'd eat, I'd get like some granola, but I'd eat the whole box, you know, cause mm. granola is fucking, but then I'd feel really like shitty for like the next day. Yeah. Part of it would be like guilt. I'd put on my self-imposed guilt. And then part of it would be like, because You've just eaten a whole I've eaten the whole, and it's like you know, maybe creating IBS or I don't know what some some sort of thing. Mm. Um, and so I thought, right, well, if I just don't eat, well, I'll come out and a carrot will taste great, and I won't want any more. Like a, you know, right. my I had a friend who who did a twenty one day fast in uh, America at a clinic, and he said a carrot tastes like a Snickers after that. You know, and it was like mm. your body just wants them just the clean food, and it won't want it won't desire this processed stuff. And I came out of it. And I that, didn't realize that was a that was a motivation for it as well, like the dealing with some yeah, like the palatability, like the cravings and the palatability yeah. of like. And I probably food. wasn't as openly like honest about that stuff. I, well, maybe right. I was a little bit, but maybe not not so much. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, the oh, you mean like the craving size? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, that was part of it. Was like you know, if you stop eating, the desire is going to change. Well, yeah. it turns out like it doesn't. Like, but I had to do that to find out. Like, yeah. I came back a few weeks later, the desires are right back there mm. to, to eat everything again. So it's like, you can't just starve out at these bad habits. Like there's an emotional reason that I'm desiring to do this. There's some, something I feel unfulfilled in myself, in my soul, that that I believe this food's gonna fulfill me, whether it's because my mum, her way of showing me love was to feed me. Like, mm. So then I associate food with love, something like that. Yeah. Could be maybe, maybe it's something else, but that, Either way, just trying to starve myself and not look at the emotional side of myself and my my motivations for wanting to eat that food and what it's what I believe I'm getting from it temporarily. I, but I learned that I had to go. I like that was I I'm like a what I've called it before like a life scientist or something. I know I'm an, I just experiment with myself. Yeah. I, if yeah, I yeah, get yeah. my head on a tangent, I just trust that and I go with it. And I might end up being the boy cried wolf and learning you know better for it. But you want to find proof for yourself. I can't deny it when I experience yeah. it. I could read yeah. all I want online, yeah, but exactly. I put myself in the field of play. You know. Mm. 
yeah first-hand experience with it it yeah. beats everything right yeah yeah i remember that was it 35 days you last in the yeah 35 days nothing but oh, water man. i was so scared for you and, and like <laughs> that video when you came out of it and seeing you eat, eat the the melon, melon. You know, like just looking emaciated it was, it was yeah Fucking hell, Tim. Yeah, it's pretty like, brutal. Yeah, yeah I and mean, I'm sure that's fucking yeah, mental strength to do that, though. I swear. Felt the same thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think that's a separate thing. It's incredible. Yeah. But it's the thing is, I'm like, it's like you might, you might, you guys might experience it yourself. Like, once you commit to something, yeah. you commit. Yeah. Like, there's you get a obsessed by it. Yeah, once mm. you, and it's like the first few days and the first week were rough. Mm-hmm. Then it wasn't so bad, and like once I was in it, I was in it, and yeah, it was like just one more day. It was one just normal. Day, yeah. yeah, I had the routine was down, and it wasn't like I was in some cave meditating the whole time. I was like sat on my phone a lot of the time, mm-hmm. like distracting myself with stuff. The the priority was not eating, so I was allowed everything else, yeah. which right, isn't yeah. a very that wouldn't be my recommendation to someone. You know, right? Like, it's not like a full on dopamine fast, which may, which is like a two day dopamine fast might do. Well, they're different things, but you know that sure. that's a great mm-hmm. thing to do as well. But um, mm-hmm. I just was like. The food, the food, the food. Yeah, yeah. Not looking at myself, myself, myself. Kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a distraction then. From... Yeah, and the World Cup was on. I just watched the World Cup. <laughs> that was a great distraction. And the moment, the day I ate, the day England got knocked out. So I do blame that on my, like, if I carried on. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Struggled, struggled to not eat a hamburger at that point, let mm-hmm. alone. And then the melon juicing food with a melon. Well, the like, melon just burnt my mouth. Your system into really. It was cause, it. well because my palate was so like it hadn't had any Jeez. acid or alkali substance yeah. other than water. Jeez, I didn't want this much sensitivity. Yeah. Fuck. No, yeah, <laughs> and because it was also it's like bought from Sainsbury's and probably wasn't quite oh, ripe, yeah, so it's like right. so it was just like. Yeah. So I had wasn't the best quality. Kind of no, and, and <laughs> imagine that in the video, in the video, you feel like fuck, <laughs> ah, my tongue. <laughs> this is meant to be yeah. a, a nice moment. Like, yeah. Yeah. if I was real, maybe I would. But it's meant I'd, to be epic. Yeah, no. What the fuck? That, that video, I like scripted some like, oh, it's lame, man. I, oh, I look really? at, I want to watch it now. I'm like, yeah, it's cheesy. You um, want it to be epic. Like. I want it to be epic, yeah, rather yeah. than real. Like, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. you know. Like, it to be a lesson for I got a, stuff. A, Spiritual ego is a real thing. People like, and, and I definitely I've, have got it and <laughs> working mm. through it, yeah. Mm. Yeah, damn. So then I ate eggs and salmon and had a yeah. wet dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that whole chest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Did you, because you went on TV after that as well. Did you say that on TV? I can't remember. Yeah, well. I yeah. think so. Yeah. So fucking honest. It's yeah. yeah. I would have kept that to myself, honestly. But at the same time, like, it those are the things I think were important. Have that me. gravitas. Yeah, yeah. It, it like, I that mean, was a huge health yeah. marker. Whether, I yeah, mean, for whether, sure. You know, I mean, something. I mean, like, getting a waking up with a boner is like the, the sign of like healthy testosterone and stuff that's what they said and see i'm yeah. not i'm not so certain but it was something like something changed. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 and you said you hadn't ejaculated in months as no well, I hadn't, prior yeah. to that it just yeah. happened that but I, I and so i took that as a health marker like i wouldn't even say yeah. now that I, that that is for certain but at the time it was a sign of something yeah. i mean it's, if it's a night and day difference like that and it's like yeah. if you're looking for a sign like yes and then i felt then i was started eating meat then i went all in on like carnivore diet and did like crossfit yeah yeah i mean like and if, that felt- if you went <laughs> quiet after like um kind of turning your back on the vegan community and everything as well and then going like the polar opposite end of the spectrum mm. like when you're already like facing like such like a backlash from like the community you've just left yeah. behind like i can imagine it being 
It was that to go to completely to like yeah, make the transition because I would feel a lot of pressure if it's you're trying to find what works for you, but you've got this whole community that's like yeah. I tell myself honesty was more important. Mm. Like mm. I don't know if that was it, but I do think like that there was some element of like like you're that's character, right? Like there's a game, there's the game, there's the game behind the game of life. And that's like, can you be truthful about the moments that matter? Right. Like, and that's what it felt like was that's, even though everyone around me was like worried about their livelihood, it felt more important to be honest yeah. because I, I, I think I genuinely have that, like was like vegan diet is dangerous and it's like growing in notoriety. Like that, yeah. that was my belief. I'm not like now. I'm you so don't, much. You don't. Have, you have a more nuanced view. Of it way now. more like open to it being yeah. fine for people. Like, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. I was like, fuck. I was Based struggling. I feel. Yeah, I was basing everyone's mm. thing. I was projecting. I think at that point, yeah. um, massively. And and but I, but I just felt I had to be honest about what I believed. And that's this is yeah. why. Yeah. What were what were some of the biggest uh, criticisms you got from the vegan community at, at that time? Like, because how how much of um, was it? public that because of course it was after this fast as well so it could have been very easy for people to yeah. come to the conclusion well he's not doing veganism properly that was that thing. is probably the most triggering thing for me it's like is people just saying because you're trying everything you can with that's what i decline. thought yeah. yeah people people blamed i've also done urine therapy that was another thing people blamed mm. on urine therapy and they blamed it on fasting and yeah. like, as the person who's experienced both of those, they didn't bother. They didn't. I just saw you eating watermelon all the time. That's what I put it to. I was like, yeah. well, he only fucking eats watermelon. Like, what's he <laughs> He's not but, getting any of us. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not like that was your only timeline. It was like, you were doing veganism for so long. So you tried everything. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah. exactly. It and wasn't. Trying to put it down to just the fast. Or it wasn't like I fasted and then felt shit. It was like, I felt shit. Therefore I fasted. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. if I didn't feel shit, why would I stop eating? Like, mm. why would you do something that I was a desperate, I was desperate. That was your last I was very, kind of grab. It, it was yeah. my last grab. It was my yeah. second to last grab. My last grab was to eat meat. Mm. And I didn't even yeah. see that as the next thing, but yeah, yeah I you're, thought you're not thinking about that. No. That's like a possible avenue i didn't at all point. until like that was i kind of had i laughed at one point because i was like fuck like what's the what's this yeah. weird cycle i've got yeah. and i had I had quite a like a couple of other friends who were vegan but never vocal and then they'd come back around to eating meat and were telling me like they felt so much better and i was like well like you've got to try it at some point i'm damaging myself i'm like i trust i'm allowed to experiment here's my mm. experiment get some local eggs and some salmon and i did that and then came came around that way and then yeah surely that's worse for the vegan community as well if you just keep getting worse and worse and it's like <laughs> if that's broadcasted it's like i, th I think there's a lot of people in that in that community that aren't fully honest about how they feel their health Mm -hmm. and that's not mm -hmm. to say that it's necessarily even the diet's fault but they're just not honest about it well feel. there's so many there's so many people like and that's the thing like fitness diet like people are associating themselves with their brand and like yeah. their identity is so closely tied to not just their brand not just with the brand and everything but the sense of community as well like, yeah like the, there is the vegan community and it's yeah. like yeah, yeah there's, there's so many so many levels to it i guess there is, and, I, and I think in every community like there's no one who really is like truly glowing glowing health wise and like doesn't have things come up every that's few weeks or every or yeah that's like that, that's that's some, because we all have stresses and other things in our life yeah. all the factors yeah and i yeah. think that the the diet diet has become and nutrition is is like so many people's god of like if i feel good today it's because i eat well if i feel bad it's because i didn't eat well and it's like this mm. 
that was the black and whiteness I was in. And it's like, it's what's beautiful is now is like, I can eat some cake or I can eat a bit of bread or gluten or whatever. And like, I just don't tune in all the time to how I'm feeling. And like, when I, when yeah. I make it strict, I can't eat that because I'm going to feel worse. Well, then I end up binging more the other side. Yeah. When I allow a little bit of that every now and then, I don't mm. f feel as desperate to like, mm -hmm. oh, well, finally the doors are open. I can, yeah. Yeah. You and you're, yeah. yeah. And you're regularly exposing your system to like a variety of, of foods as well. So it like stays acclimatized to it. Like, because I hear like, yeah, see, the if, shark if, is if you less. Take, if you yeah. take stuff out of your diet, whether it's like dairy, gluten, or, or meat as well, like you always hear about the people that are vegan for a long time or cut something out that come back to it, reintroduce it, and then like they shit their pants they just flare. because yeah. the enzymes, have, I don't know if it's atrophy or whatever, but they're, they're not like on or the whatever. The microbiomes change or definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, hear, I mean, that definitely makes sense. So like keeping like a really varied, like, I don't know. I eat everything. But when I was on when I was on carnivore, I had like one burger patty, and I had a flare up of eczema, and I was like, I'm eating the most anti-inflammatory diet. I'm eating just mm. animal products, and I checked the patty, and it had a pepper in it, and I was like, pepper, black pepper makes me my ex mm. I have eczema on my feet flare up, and mm. I'm like, there was like the tiniest bit, but it was like because I'd been so clean and I had it, yeah. but like I could probably go Nando's and eat whatever and chips and Perry things and nuts yeah. and not get oh, a yeah. flare up, and it was like there's just so much more nuance than yeah. like, yeah, like you say, when you don't eat something for ages and you suddenly have a little bit of something, your body could react massively, but. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can't imagine like, I'd hate to like just explode if I had like a donut or something. Like if, <laughs> if your diet was just like so, I don't know, like, cause people cut out sugar and everything as well. And I don't know. And they think, they think they're chasing optimal, but then they're making themselves more fragile and then they can't like, have these little things that make life feel meaningful sometimes like smile snacks as toby calls them but like i don't know it's but a tough one to like say being some reliant people, on dopamine but some people well. do fully react really badly to certain mm. foods yeah, yeah so yeah, it's yeah. like it's hard to be black and white but yeah 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 but it but i'm grateful that now i can have like a bit of refined sugar i do i do yeah. generally day to day i won't have refined sugar yeah. but i don't fear it if like a day I'm in a setting with people and I have it. Often it's the motivation. Like if I'm sat at home and picking myself out, yeah, my motivation is to avoid some feelings that I feel like lonely. Whatever. Right. Whereas if I'm out with mates and I'm having a coffee and I want a bit of cake, mm. that's just social situation. Yeah, I yeah. And I don't, and I feel like the way my body reacts to it is very different because my motivations are very yeah. different. In my, in the, in what I'm, I'm not avoiding something in that situation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a difference between like masking feelings with comfort food. Exactly. It's huge. Like, yeah. that's, that's what the factor that people don't talk about in nutrition is like, okay, mm. you're eating this ingredient, but how are you feeling when you ate it? Why did you eat it? Like, yeah. I think, I feel like you have been in the last few years, you're definitely more balanced, but it definitely, I've, I've heard you over times like talking about you won't have chocolate and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And and cut out in cutting out so much stuff. Do you feel like mm. how did I word it here? How much of the things that you've enjoyed have you sacrificed for optimal? Or like were they to fix problems or were they like yeah. chase, chasing like an idea of like optimal? And do you feel like are you are those things you enjoy like important enough to i don't know like because i feel like i could 
food is entertainment for me, like in so many ways. And yeah. I, I feel like, although we sell Huel in our videos, like I, I see like an only Huel world is like a spiritual death for like humanity. Like I wouldn't know what the hell we were doing if all humans ate as Huel. Like it's nutritious, yeah. nutritionally Soil complete, but like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like food is like, there's something very spiritual about food. It's entertainment as well. And like, yeah, 100%. Smile it's a gift that grows on the earth for free, right? Yeah, now, so. yeah, yeah. So I feel like anyone that's only viewing, like, only viewing food as like oh, purely fuel that. for yeah. like the optimal kind of mm. thing. So I don't know. Maybe they're losing out on the spice of life. I, mean. <laughs> <laughs> I had one experience in my life, right? And, and, I, I tried to recreate it for about two years afterwards and there was this I don't need to explain everything that went into it because it was called the formula I don't know if you ever clocked that chapter in my life the formula I was trying to recreate the formula this inflammation like dropped from my body like over this week I just mm. was feeling in a really good mood all these other things happened and then I woke up one day and this inflammation had dropped from my from my around my spine in my body and I was able to sit in like a perfect resting squat mm. and when I moved there was just no blocks on like my shoulders. I could just like boom, boom, boom. And there wasn't this like, it doesn't just like force everything else to lift a hundred. It was just like, boom, like a kid who just yeah. can move around. <laughs> and I felt this in my body and I like, I went to Pilates, right? And I felt really strong because my bones were able to align. Not because I'd like had muscles, because it was like an amazing experience. I was really strong and could stay in a position for ages because inflammation moved out the way not because I've been practicing the thing. And I yeah. know how I'd been in those sessions at other times. Yeah, yeah. And there was, the only leap was that this thing had changed, this inflammation had gone. Right. And then I went to like see my niece and nephew and I was playing in the ocean and I was like spinning around and like, and it lasted about three or four days where my alignment and my bone structure and my movement felt like, I felt like I'd been reborn. Like mm -hmm. I felt like all this weight had been lifted off my back and everything. Wow. And yeah, and so that feeling of like feeling like a, a a kid in my body, free, my movement was so free and I could do a cartwheel and everything felt like, I just felt like I knew myself in space. And I watched the CrossFit games and I could, and I had a weird awareness when I saw them do movements, I could see when they were perfectly like mobile. And it was, a, it's, you know, you know something in others that you know in yourself. Have you ever right. experienced that? Like as you learn something, you, could, you then have suddenly eyes to see it and it kind of comes on over time. Mm. But I had this sudden shift overnight and I could just see stuff in people when they moved that I could feel in myself that's faded now. But that that experience made me go, think that it was like diet was the number one thing to work right. on. I did other things as well. I went to functional, that was when I was into functional patterns. Yeah. And like I, I did, yeah, there's other stuff I did, but, um. So I tried to recreate that for like two years because I thought if I can get that feeling back and what mm. I'd done is because I went down after those three days that happened, I went to visit my family and my mum was there and she stressed me out and then I ate fish and chips and then I did this and then I felt everything just slowly come back. I was like, if I could get to that position again and I, I don't know basically like what the truth of that scenario was, but a lot of my time after that was like to, to get that moment back and I've let go of that now. I'm mm. like, I'm focused on other stuff and I, you know, it, it came just randomly one one week from my own expression but i also know that i was in a really happy mood that time and i haven't really felt that happy since yeah. that moment and trying to recreate and force something to recreate is also like a journey of unhappiness in itself it was like yeah it's like chasing it chasing again, it if yeah. i can get this back then i'll be happy and it's like that's not yeah. so it's just a it was just a really interesting moment and when you say like 
you know, giving up things in food. Well, it feels like if I could feel that way, it feels like it would totally be worth it. Right. But also I don't think that now I don't make food the God that it once was to me. You right. Know? Yeah, yeah, it's more If you'd have to be content in the present kind of... Yeah, and if it comes in, in 20 years again, it comes in 20 years. If it doesn't come, it doesn't come. But it's like... I'm work focused on, I'm trying to focus on the emotional side of my life and, mm. and that's given me much more answers than the other stuff I ever did. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Like you said, you were so happy in the time where you did feel great. It's like Yeah, it just came about. Yeah. Like yeah. Looking into that. But I'd also like I'd so I managed when when I left Ethics, the clothing company, I sold my was able to sell my shares on the way out, which was a real absolute blessing from whoever, whoever to get that. Because then I could just chill for a little bit and not have to worry about money. Mm-hmm. And that was in that moment. I was like waking up and I would just like do Duolingo, do some brain training, go to yoga. And I wasn't like plugged into this social media world so much. I was like, kind of off social media because I just felt like, you know, I'm getting attacked and all that stuff was happening. And stuff. So I was off socials. I was waking up each day with no like agenda feeling obligated to do things so I could just do what I wanted to do which is can be great and can also be you know you can end up twiddling your thumbs but there was just there was just something in that but from that if you can carry on actually maybe just from that point to the next that money I then invested in like exploring things that I was into so I did a mountain leader training course oh. I did a I did a bushcraft course um both like week long courses and then the last bit, then I moved to Bristol and paid like, oh yeah, that's right. I think I paid six months rent up front. Mm. And then I went to went to America. Mm. Okay, so I was doing, should I tell you this bit? Like for the journey, the, I was into functional yeah. patterns. Yeah, 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 and, and functional patterns. Yeah, so I was really like, that was part of what happened. I did functional patterns like the day or two before that shift happened in my body. So I was like functional. Right. So there's a really good functional patterns coach in Bristol. Um, and I hired an Airbnb in Bristol and I'd booked three sessions a week with him and I was gonna do carnivore diet because it's low inflammation, do microdoses on mushrooms because they also helped me get deeper into, or I believe they helped me get deep into my body. And and that was like, and cold water that immersion as well. So like that was kind of part of the formula was like doing these things together to see if I could get like a fast, back to that place fast with all right. these, I thought it seemed like, anyway, after two sessions, Jeez, this state must have been really good that you were in for a few days. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, oh. Everything to get alive, back there, man. Like, <laughs> well, honestly, it was like, if, if I, yeah, it was, un- it was unbelievable. I felt like a kid. It was just physically, it was like, def- mm. it just made me realize how much is like, which when we're tracing strength work and we're doing all this stuff and it's like how much the body is just strong naturally when we, and it's more about like removing the inhibitions to the strength. For some of us, that, yeah. that's maybe, maybe we've got different strengths, but that was how my body felt. Um, anyway, Naudi had gotten wind that I was doing this formula. My YouTube had a private community. Naudi is the, Naudi the founder Aguilar. of Functional Patterns. I was I was sharing this formula with my community on YouTube. That I think you still have one as well, right? Or you did have one, if you still got it. I think you do. Wait, what's the, the YouTube community? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, the community. Yeah. The join, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had one of them and I was sharing the formula with them. Anyway, someone told Naudi that I was doing this formula and then he, my coach, messaged me and said hey now he's messaging me i can't train you anymore so I'd like yeah so i was like banned the one i was like and you can yeah. feel from me how much i buzz about that i thought that was my path back to this thing right so i had all these emotions oh, come up about that I was like oh sh-. like I've, I've booked this airbnb for three weeks and mm. booked all these sessions and without that coach i can't do it 
like it's all for nothing anyway mm. I ended up from that I I kind of prayed a bit about it and stuff and felt a bit about it and then discovered I was like what else is there in mm. this field and that's when I was like well there's this David Wett character <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I follow on Instagram and he's kind of like in a similar field so then you look past his like wild person. His three pairs of glasses. And yeah. his, <laughs> you, you hadn't met him at this point. I hadn't met him at this point. I just mm. literally discovered him like a week or two before my oh. friend Arthur had showed me his Instagram and I was like, interesting. Yeah. And so I was like, well, okay. And I'd just seen the pulsing, the running pulsing stuff. Yeah. And I thought, the let me. The maracas. The maraca type yeah, thing. Yeah. And uh, so me and Naudi had a back and forth and he was just real like. Attack. He's a fucking piece of shit, I think. He's 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 in a lot of pain. That guy, like, yeah, he's in yeah, a lot of real he's, short man syndrome. He's got a, a lot of different syndromes. Um, he's, he's he's got incel vibes as well. Like, there's that whole misogynist thing, like, yeah, uh, a year or two ago or something. Which is what? Um, you don't have to I don't know he, it if you don't. Want. He was posting. It was it wasn't like any Brett Contreras kind of thing. Yeah. It was it was more just posting online about like how like how so many women are weak and and. Like, I don't know there was yeah. there was a lot more to it but it went yeah. on so many more and he's like like I don't know it's very like incelly language as well and like he, he, the thing is I see a lot of myself in him like if I if I if any of my like spiritual I say spiritual ego and these kind of like mm. this arrogance and like if enough people get behind you and you can believe it and then anyone that naysays you just shut them out like mm. it's like you can really get into a spiral yeah, yeah, double down double I mean, down da david wack has been like that as well with when people have been shitting on the boat that's true for, da for years yeah and stuff as well and it's, it's, it's true although i think there's a different flavor with naudi and with david like yeah oh yeah, yeah do you know like yeah. there's a different there's a different level of like they're totally different <laughs> yeah there, there's a, but i hear you david's definitely mm. got a lot of anger issues with 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 them with the thing um but, yeah, I remember on one of your podcasts, you were trying, you were trying to like rope him back onto like because he goes on tangents with it, yeah. But, but not just not just the tangents. Like when you got onto like the Bosu ball and everything, he got like quite like yeah, he gets um, agitated. Yeah, just I, like e even though I th I feel like the fitness community is kind of over it, like in terms of shitting on the Bosu ball. Like, yeah. now like it's, it's used. It's like, generally it's in accepted, so many gyms. Yeah, like, yes, I mean it's pretty phenomenal. It's in every yeah. gym. Like every still the wound, the wounds are still there. With I don't think there's one person I've mentioned Bosu to, and like when I've explained what it was, yeah, they didn't know what it was. Like everyone in the world that I've spoken to knows what a Bosu. Yeah, is. that's yeah, pretty yeah. phenomenal, right? Mm. Uh, anyway, so I thought let's just go and see what this guy's about. I booked on last of my money to San Diego, and I remember booking that flight. And I don't know if you guys have this experience where you like. When you book to travel to go somewhere you've never been, you got to book hotel, you book rental car, whatever, and you're like, this is. It takes a few hours and a lot of thought, and you're like, do I really want to do this? It's like an effort, mm -hmm. but the, sometimes the reward from those moments where it's like it takes a bit of effort and it's like a chance, and you might even not was just phenomenal. Anyway, so I went out to San Diego, met him, and he was just the most opposite to Naudi <laughs> could yeah. possibly be. And I was, yeah, he let yeah, me yeah. stay at his house for two weeks and like took me to Joshua Tree and like we just played. Not, I mean. I still think Naudi I think Naudi probably gave me some personal truth about myself that he saw in me that was probably very true but he just delivered it with complete venom and like no love mm. no compassion for mm. how he was telling me stuff whereas David might be the opposite end where he's just like happy to like be really supportive and sweet because he thinks that could help spread his message yeah. but he's I still believe he's got a really like heart of gold in him and um, yeah. and I think he's got a lot of truth that could help a lot of people it's just hard to hear him when he's 
doesn't speak to balance very often. Like. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure if he's like on meds or something. Like, but there there have been he's times got where bipolar, and, right? And probably right. schizophrenia or something. Yeah, like. he seems he's in so many posts I've seen him, and he's so manic and like he's jumping around the place. Like there was one video that we always like quote like making jokes about like I, he's like i can be here i can be here and it's no effort like yeah, yeah. i think it was around the time you first started getting into yeah. him when like we started following like him like yeah. who's, who's tim like following <laughs> around now like who's this crazy guy wearing three pairs of glasses yeah but um and that's what made it super hard to like see through like a lot of the very technical things that he's talking about as well it's mm. like it's like who like and he gives you no introduction as well he's just like going straight in talking about like the first and fifth metatarsal head is connected yeah. to the and he's got his code words meridians yeah and lung but, 11 to lung one like right yeah yeah is that yeah. like a fascial tensegrity thing so meridian i, I think the meridian, he doesn't really talk about uh well he just talk about tensegrity but not about like fascial slings but right, the meridians are sure meridians are the meridians are eastern i think meridians might be fascia is like a modern western discovery the fascia but the meridians is tom like myers and tom stuff. myers anatomy trains but meridians are like ancient but the west we really don't like acknowledge them because it's not like a physical you can't cut the body open and see a meridian line yeah but it's like an energetic line that like and for blood to flow, chi flows and chi flows down the meridians in Eastern stuff. Right. Um, and the meridians all have a an equal an equal organ to represent them. So you've got the heart and the lungs and the arms and you've got the heart and the lungs. So if you work on the heart and lung meridian, supposedly that helps the heart and lungs internally right. too. So it's like a physical outer manifestation of the inner. You've got okay. the liver, kidney, spleen down here, bladder, gallbladder. Mm. And so, but they're also, they're energetic lines. So they're connected to organs, but they're also their own energy lines so it's still a line on the arm but its name is just long whatever um right. and i think there's something with tai chi chi gong they all work on the meridians and having smooth flowing chi throughout the whole system mm. and that's why it's about fluid movement and so um so he's he's more into meridian stuff and that he's talk about tensegrity but he doesn't really talk about fascial slings and things okay. like that like a lot of the other biomechanics he doesn't yeah. think that's that's like the main focus shouldn't mm. be. And I kind of with him, I like, the, I think the Meridians as a system is so overlooked by the West. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I do want to get m more into his stuff. And I've heard him talking on There's just no clear stuff podcasts him, yeah. now. And it's, and it's, it's very interesting because it's hard to get from his Instagram now and again, but there have been times, he's been on your podcast before. And like I said, he, he gets a bit agitated and like uh, goes on mad tangents. It's like talking to Daniel Lillabacca sometimes where he goes on his long rants. It feels like it's coming to a point, but then just go diverts down another tangent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was like that on some of the podcasts, one of your first ones with him, but your recent one, he's completely lucid. And like you can actually hear him talking about his system like in a clear way and it's like oh this is a different whack like different is he game, on his yeah. meds now or something and and recently on um joel smith just fly podcast okay. as well he was he's been on that a few times completely lucid and just like ex like and there, there is little... there yeah like so from being like skeptical in the past like there mm. is definitely like goal to take out that is I don't know, like you, 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 I think from like all, every system, like, like, we yeah, I think there's lots of, there's bits of truth in all of them, but I think yeah. he, I think he just has, there's just things about it. Like 
I think he is onto the most stuff. But I also think that his methods for teaching it into humans is just way more fun than like okay because it's you swing a rope you you yeah. bounce with these things it's not like like the, they're just clever little tools right. that teach the body the body yeah, then yeah, gets yeah, the yeah. feedback from the thing and then it can let mm. go of them and it can do it without you go wireless or whatever as he said so it's like that's fun yeah, wireless yeah yeah <laughs> but they're, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're fun and it's not like you need to do this and focus and then you need to breathe out and then you do this and then and it's like very like heady and which is there's a place for the mind muscle connection but it can be very stale and medical like Mm. and his is like playful and then you you can feel you're getting you're progressing with the skill of the rope as well use the the rope you do that and then you suddenly feel oh that's the rib cage can move but also you're you're learning the moves and getting like that positive feedback of like oh yes yeah i'm like I've learned a new trick. Yeah, it fits with my idea of like how I think like creating playful ways to learn. I think that's, yeah. that's really ca- like it yeah, doesn't yeah, have yeah. to be in every scenario, but it works and it works for his stuff. And I think there's something in the pulsing for sure. I do think you need, again, it's like the barefoot shoes. I don't think you can do pulsing in one session and feel what it does for the body. Like right. it's a system of like connective tissue bouncing that has to be developed over like Mm. over time tendons and ligaments maybe it's fascia but it's like you can't just do that and suddenly like do it but if you're like stood on a trampoline and you do that you're going to notice that it's going to yeah. bounce you well the trampoline's a big exaggerated version of your inner system your your uh, achilles tendon yeah if your achilles is fragile and you do that you're going to make things worse yeah actually you might want to do the reverse of that like mm. pull up at the opposite time to lessen the impact that's something i do on the treadmill for my ankle sometimes it's like oh i'm doing the reverse of work right. because it lessens the impact but if you go with the, the downwards... Pul- the pulse down is is to put more into the ground. Puts more into the ground, yeah. into your tendon. And if your tendon's strong, you're just loading more you're and then it's going to... You're going to yeah. rebound further out of it. And when you see people do strides, often they mm. you see the action on the strides. Yeah. Um, but the head of the head of a foot thing, that that for me is my biggest takeaway that I, an offering yeah. that I could make. That's the thing that's become most salient to me from, from Wex. Uh, okay. From, from what I've heard from WEP, like the, the head over the foot principle and like the spinal engine yeah. um, stuff as is well. It, like, is it just and a he's, better way to balance as you're doing it? Yeah, is for it me, bone is stacking or? It's bone it, stacking. It, for me, it's acceleration. Like the biggest, because obviously it's where the rubber meets the road of WEP method and parkour now for me. And it's like the number one joy I get that I've brought from WEP method to my parkour is if I've got a running jump and I've got a short run up, I can get way more out of that run up now because of head over foot. Mm-hmm. It, for acceleration, it is there's, there's you cannot accelerate as fast as if you don't do head over foot. Mm. Someone that does head over foot, like it is just so black and white to me now, and it makes scientific like physics sense. Mm. I don't know if you saw that clip on my Instagram of me when I'm on my knees and I'm explaining like yeah. your head's here and you push. That kind of explained it to some degree. I don't. The know simplest if- way to for anyone else yeah to feel it is is walk upstairs and pay attention to what is like where does your torso lean like that's that's a really simple way that i've, I've it. yeah it's like huh maybe yeah and when you just like <laughs> intentionally lean into that right like you yeah. position it ahead of time yeah i wonder how many people in the top of the sport like of parkour have, are like naturally doing this and it's like yeah yeah for sure for sure so like, many like oh shit, that's the ingredient we've all been missing you know, we've naturally you, been do you, doing this do you know what i haven't i'd love to see some i haven't actually seen my, my one thing that i do think that that when i look at parkour i'm like every moment of parkour when there's like a stride or a vault 
every piece of foot is placed perfectly. Mm. But it's sometimes the run in between looks a bit sloppy. Right. <laughs> and that's where I think it's like, okay. well, this could help the people, this could help the in-between parkour. So mm. this could help the running the, to get the maximum acceleration or maybe. Yeah. And I'm yeah, sure there yeah. are people that do it. I maybe haven't seen enough. Efficient. If you do I see someone that you think do it, please send it through to me. I feel like the worst offenders are going to be sports like um, powerlifting like where it's completely sagittal plane mm, bilateral. Um, and yeah completely sagittal plane and bilateral and a huge part of your sport is just staying stiff at the torso mm. so not like move into like horribly into flexion and everything during a deadlift or a squat so you have to keep your trunk stiff as possible but like you you watch any powerlifter move they move like a fucking fridge like absolute trash yeah um so yeah. maybe like <laughs> for just to like oil up your torso a little bit like maybe the rope is a really good uh thing to implement for them as like a general physical preparation thing just to be like not not to necessarily transfer transfer to their sport but just like in the same like way that, up, in the, yeah. yeah in the same way to like why some powerlifters should use some cardio in their general physical preparation because you don't want to die like <laughs> <laughs> blow your heart up yeah. yeah 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 well that's the thing with the rope is that when you do roll it like that you're hitting that that infinity pattern is mm. you get your spine's going through that infinity pattern yeah, and yeah. that hits all six planes of motion right mm. the spine tilts left tilts yeah, yeah. right turns left turns right flexes and extends mm. When you take the spine through that figure of eight, it hits all six planes of motion. And if you do the underhand and the overhand, then you do that in both directions. Mm. Then you've got that covered. So then you are yeah. like lubed up the spine. And for, for powerlifters as well. And and strength and conditioning coaches have been... They'll use like um, front squat, deadlift and all, all kinds of uh, heavy compound stuff, which are very, I think, are very useful for um, sports which involve speed and power. But then with any core work, they'll give them more isometrics when they're getting just enough, like because they're bracing their core doing these uh, heavy compound mm. movements, like they're getting their core isometrics. Ch Charles Poliquin said that- What they need to do is move their spine like and, yeah. and load it through like- load More, it more unilateral positions. positions well. yeah, 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 yeah. Like more planes than just the sagittal as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah, the transverse and-, and um, uh, frontal plane as well like, yeah and and maybe that's what's uh could be very useful for any mover i guess and yeah any mover i think this to understand the patterns of the rope it's so because they're so foundational people think it looks like a martial arts weapon or it looks like mm. a poi or something like that and it's like well yeah it does yeah the poi but, the poi yeah, but it's, it's like very similar it's foundational to like it's the patterns of of the spinal movement and the spirals of the arm that they, when you're throwing you're going through these patterns well you can do it with the rope and you can accumulate hundreds of hundreds of reps in such a short space of time that you're mm. just downloading, downloading. And it's not like with a bow staff, when you drop it, you've got to pick it up. And it's like, it's a bit, it's, you've got to be perfect. Otherwise you drop it. The rope's yeah. so, it's malleable, it's bendable, it, it's forgiving. So you can miss a rep, but you're still in your hands. So you can go again. So it's like, it just, it just offers you that chance to go through these patterns of movement that are in the way that we run and walk and yeah. throw and swim and stuff like that. You yeah. can just accumulate that for the, sp I know what that feels like in the spine mm. out. Cause often we just learn to move from the limbs and forget that like the torso is a key part of how we move. Yeah. 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 I, I suppose where I get off the bus um, with the rope stuff is using it as a tool for um, 
like skill preparation for athletes that are already practicing their sport like so mm. for say rotational athletes like boxers who who like rotate with a punch or yeah. like baseball players golfers tennis um yeah tennis yeah. all those sports like i think it's we're we're confusing uh physical preparation with uh skill training and i feel it's not completely like black and white as here's your physical stuff and um anything that is specific physical preparation is just like pointless i think it's a spectrum um but i, th I think um the m if if you're already an elite sportsman doing doing your sport i don't think you're going to get any skill or physical transfer from adding more additional rotational stuff with a rope i think it's just like i i, I completely agree i, I think it's time better spent doing your sport but the only thing is sometimes it's nice to add something that like provides a new challenge to the brain sure and a bit more fun yeah, so yeah, like yeah. as a warm-up and tool, as a warm-up and yeah, as a warm-up i think it's yeah, great yeah, yeah. what i did notice i was at david lloyd for a while and i would join in like the tennis club and yeah. the rope taught me um bone stacking Okay. That maybe tennis players do, elite tennis yeah. players do anyway, right? Yeah. But yeah. I was able to find these positions when I'd like hit the ball where I'd really center myself above, okay. above yeah, my leg. Yeah. I'd be stacked and then I'd hit from there. Mm -hmm. So maybe not so much the rotation, but because with the rope, you're never jumping through it. You're having to dodge side to side. Mm -hmm. This weight shifting from side to side, I know how to shift my weight from here to here yeah. efficiently and so that I could roll straight through. So yeah. it's not just like, teetering left and right there's like a real fluidity to that yeah that i can yeah. shift my weight so when i'm playing a sport i know that position and i know i've experienced that like i say elite athletes might do that anyway but yeah. as someone who's like new to a sport it's yeah, kind of a yeah, shortcut yeah. or a faster route to understand these positions in your body like that's what i found it yeah i feel you i feel you mm. easily yeah. taught you the formula of how to yeah. The body's setting, the optimal positions, yeah. The optimal yeah, yeah. positions for me to be in, and then obviously the skill comes down to the hand and the ropes. Not teaching me that yeah. nuanced end bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was teaching me the body's positions from like the core out. It's yeah. like a, a foundational learning tool, um, really that can foundational. Then be extra extrapolated to any sport that you to may want to get into. Yeah, yeah. But I think yeah, okay. it's. I think for me to that I know that's what I believe that's what David experiences. I've experienced it. I yeah. don't believe many people have, and even if they have, they don't know how to express it mm. but it's still such a new thing like yeah. it's still so new yeah 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 true we'll see in like if you have little kids coming up doing rope flow and tennis you might get some real clear answers of like this fucking help mm. me but like it's still so mm. there's not much of a, a field it's not like a common thing yet yeah it is like it looks like you mentioned poi it does look very impressive in the same way as poi like in like it looks cool um in in the way that it looks like very hard sequences to do and it does look like animalistic as well yeah like there's something yeah. simple in it yeah and it's like the difference with poi what i think the rope kind of does is it's like it completes the circuit between my left and my right hand okay so if i've not got the rope i can move my right hand independent from my left as soon as i have a rope now they're talking to each other because when I move that, this is gonna feel what's going okay. off over here. Lots so, of rhythm. So there's rhythm, but there's that like, it's a completes the circuit. So there's a circuit through the body and then through the rope. So now my left and right halves of my body are in full communication. Mm. So when I move like anything, 
in any direction like it knows what's happening mm. so with a lot of the like the sneak patterns there's like a shoulder spiral that's happening and both arms are having to be perfectly in sync mm. so there's that timing that that we don't really get to train i mean the elite dancers and people will have it but the rope gives me a chance to feel the feedback of the timing of when my left and right like are in sync and when they're not in sync because when it's not in sync it will hit my leg it'll hit my shoulder something like that when they are in sync it won't hit me yeah and i don't even need to think about it i just do rep 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 and the body gets smoother 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 without like it just the body's just so intelligent isn't it it just figures it out hmm. oh yeah yeah, yeah mm. that's cool. and uh you've seen who, who do you know from parkour has uh, got into the rope stuff because I've seen a few just parkour journals that's head. really the main one. Oh yeah oh, I've seen what's him. his name god damn it I've met him as well he's from Austin I yeah I think that's right yeah he got quite heavily he's cool to see he's like hardcore into it it's mm. kind of like Kendama right like yeah and Rubik's Cube was around at one stage in in, in the free like yeah. I feel yeah. like the ropes it's, it's a light piece of rope someone mm. could just take it with them as easily a, in your bag easily in your yeah. bag as a warm up you move about a little bit with Hacky it. Hacky Sack like, is the Hacky, one right now. It's Hacky Sack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah, Max and Ben just so on it. And keep, keep in Brighton, it's huge. Like, is it? Well, yeah, we're all doing it. Like, it seems like a session will finish, like, because people are more into, like, Hacky like, like doing Hacky Sack. I mean, sack the group the chats in Brighton aren't called, like, any parkour name now. It's just called Sack Boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the, uh, the chat on, on Instagram. It's Sack Boys. I've got Central. some I've got yeah, some Hacky yeah. Sacks in my car. Maybe oh, I'll bring them out after. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So hacky sacks are great. And it's brain, right? It's the left and right hemispheres of the brain because you can go mm. into that side with the rope, right? Yeah, the that's, left... that's the stuff I'm, I'm, I don't really understand yeah. as well. It's, I've heard it mentioned. I'm not deep into it, but the simple version of it, the left part of the brain controls the right hand, the right part of the brain, maybe right. simple, oversimplified, but to okay. that degree. So when we're working, you know, often we're over-dominant with the right side. We work the left side. It starts to wake up that creative side of the brain. With the hacky sack, if you're doing left and right feet, right. You're learning to coordinate both sides, you know. To communicate more efficiently. Yeah, the neural pathways are getting okay. built. So it's like, there's so much of sport we do today is one side dominant because you're good on that. I'm better with my right hand, so everything's right-handed. Mm. I'm better with my right foot, so everything's right-footed. And it's like, well, the kind of rising tide lifts all boats. When we train the non-dominant side, that your main side actually gets better. That's what's yeah. amazing to witness about stuff. I don't know if that analogy works for that, but but yeah, essentially. So like the rope and hacky sacks, we're training. You're training your left foot, unless you're just trying to do right foot keep your piece. But I don't know. Right. When you do it, are you trying to swap left, right, left, right? Oh, it's a fucking. I'm. I suck at it. Or so you just do whatever where, you can wherever it comes. I'm like. Ugh. Oh, you in a circle? Yeah, you're doing like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, but cool. Max and Benj, like they're very, they're very good. Cool. At it. I think they're. I hope to have a little play with them later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Ben says he's out of town. I think Max is busy. We just got back from oh, the trip, so it's oh, fair enough. Yeah. First day back, people right. want to spend time with their bloody girl. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> all good. Sasha's only here because Sylvia's, Sylvia's away. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all good. But yeah. Um. So how how much of an eye have you kept on the parkour community? And um. Absence? I mean, I definitely had like a good break from it just because like yeah it's just not it's like checking on your ex-girlfriends like face, <laughs> facebook or something it's just like, not really nice. yeah just like what are we just doing out of spice who's coming up like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah um no i just was not interested and in, you know feeling your body but in the last few years like there's been there's definitely times i've been all the story stuff mm. um and then like last week i just watched the spl2 Oh, Ed did. Scott's vlog from that. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I didn't get to see like 
it was, I wanted to see more Tim Champions. Or I did go and find the video, actually. I saw mm. it all of Tim Champion. But basically, uh, I see Ed and Tim and... Uh, You've met those boys, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know them both. Okay, I've not seen them in a while. Ed, yeah. I lived in Bristol and I met yeah, him a couple of times, yeah, but yeah. I wasn't really training then. Mm. Um, but it's just really cool to see, man. And just a cool, really cool to see that SBL, like the, the way they structure competitions, the skill, the speed... Yeah. and uh, what is it the, the style, style. Yeah. and like, like that the more like traditional like yeah. in the same way that Red Bull our motion is and, okay, and yeah. stuff that's the, style, that's the style, style is, is yeah, yeah. yeah and I like to see that there's that skills kind, are more emergent kind of that, that that's div- yeah but the skills is so, that's the one like, that's, that's so, so cool to, you find that the most entertaining yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah I, I, mean, do, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I like. I think the style is cool to see, and but I'm almost like, like it's just so ridiculous that I'm like yeah. skill. I'm like, oh, I want to try that. Mm-hmm. Where style, it's like I yeah. don't want to try that. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I feel yeah, like skill is the most authentic to actual training. That's outside. probably just, it as well. You're just trying to get a challenge, right? The, yeah, the yeah. purest, like on me, is like the. Yeah. I like the skill, and I'd love mm-hmm. to go to like a team reality one and do like a quarterfile and just yeah. like yeah, just play sick. with the challenge oh, you should go yeah, because yeah. they do the grim jam i saw they did yeah. it yeah i saw that on instagram i was like oh i wish i knew about that like oh, that, yeah. sooner something like that you know just go play and no one will have expectations yeah. out of them. Mm. yeah exactly. just to like i like that yeah the challenge of, of doing something like that so i watched his video and it was just so cool to see and just to see like tim champion like is like that um Kong Pri on the rail to front flip. I don't know if you yeah, saw that. Yeah, like, yeah, I thought yeah, one yeah. thing, Kong Pri, fair enough to a rail, is like that He's, drop, whoa. And then he flipped out. Is the way his, front his confidence yeah. on the landing to ply with the Yeah, the, like you're showing that you actually landed on that rail rather than just to tap Skip, it and breeze it, past yeah. it. Was it. Like, like, you can absorb and control the it was landing. Very, to very a perfect front flip. Like, mm, yeah. So impressive. And then Skandrit's like front flip to catch the, yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. going on at the, the pole. Like seeing that stuff now is like. It's, it's it gives me mixed feelings but I'm like okay I'm just gonna enjoy my my pliers and my <laughs> monkey bars and stuff yeah. like yeah Scandit takes it to another level yeah video game it. shit recently yeah yeah so yeah that is that's like in the dream I do that in my dreams yeah like, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. literal like living that yeah yeah so like from what you have seen like how much have you seen it evolve and how much uh, do you think is for a good and mm. maybe how much culturally for like the bad yeah. yeah um well seeing like the sbl stuff was really cool like seeing mm. the people in referees jerseys and like ticking stuff like i like that <laughs> yeah. to see i feel like that's legitimacy. Uh, the the direction Grass, grassroots legitimacy yeah well. the direction of competition was a bit i mean it's not my right to be worried but it was a bit worrying like to see if it was just going to continue like the red bull stuff or like mm. you know i don't i feel like that does miss what we're all about it's like we train parkour and then we show up to this red bull event and it's nothing like how we yeah. train like you say with this but that skill competition gives so to see that evolve i don't know much about the fig story i kind of i'm interested to talk to you guys maybe after about mm, yeah. about what's going on with that to, to know more because i've not followed that story fully um but I, I like the growth i like what you guys are doing are just showing like the behind the scenes thought process that goes on in parkour the challenges i think i've watched a bit a bit of team fat stuff lately as well mm-hmm. just to see that that kind of dirtiness yeah. going on yeah. there but just yeah that it's just cool to see the growth i mean it's interesting the like how it's just become single instagram tricks i don't mind that too much i know some people that annoys some people a bit and like yeah um, i guess like people have called it e-waste in the past like it's not um we're not there's more and more of uh people like saving their clips for like 
bigger projects are they? With, with groups and that's stuff or solo projects yeah because that was really and, like more fun the re- that yeah, release is yeah, way yeah. more satisfying yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and we've we've now put like a bounty we're doing star awards every year so we've kind of putting a bounty on like the best solo video the best team video and to encourage that yeah i was gonna say is ed scott gonna get a mail this year or not i don't know he's (laughs) he's on a burnout recently yeah 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 Yeah. finally gets some yeah we won't show our hands no (laughs) no i do watch that actually i watch that every year oh yeah Yeah. no that's really cool to watch yeah Mm. i saw that 43 year old uh chinese dude that was really sick on theo's channel I don't know if you've seen it. It's like a 43-year-old Chinese oh, yeah. guy. He's flipping sick, man. There's so there's so many, yeah. like, it, it brings me hope, honestly. There's so many um, Older gangsters is in there? the 40s. Yeah, is yeah, there? Yeah. I mean, William Bell is still still fucking killing it. I've not seen him. Um, he, he's. It's funny you mentioned the monkey bar stuff because he's training, like, some, I think, like, some Olympian climbers now and again as well. But he, Where do you like, see it? On Instagram? Using, or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I need to follow him on Instagram. Okay. But yeah. he's still going strong with training. But, like, he... I think he's like a, a trainer as well. Like the he does some weird like upside down monkey bar stuff, and I'm not sure how it translates to to training elite climbers and stuff. Or, yeah. or I don't I don't really know. Yeah, and, yeah, um, but <laughs> but yeah, Williams Bell is one of them that's killing it. There's Ramon Siegenthaler from Switzerland, who's like just reached 40 and he's been training 23 years as well oh, it's like yeah. it's it brings me hope and i'm sure you probably know rafe kelly as well yeah yeah he's, rafe, he's yeah. 40 and, yeah and he's killing it doing like, well in the yeah in the woods yeah, in yeah. The oh yeah he, he he did his um i saw you him went after to it, his workshop yeah. uh yeah i i trained trained with uh them bobby. in the trees ben i know i miss bobby and and sebastian Fugan, but i met ben meda ben meda he ben mentioned Meder. that you yeah yeah he's he's fucking solid bloke. yeah he's been sweet guy yeah, yeah he's killed. down with rape yeah right cool well i'm i'm 35 people are curious yeah yeah like, i was gonna ask yeah actually. yeah that's yeah. my guess <laughs> yeah that's right in the yeah, kind of halfway you. there but uh yeah but feel better than i did when i was 30 yeah um, yeah but it's yeah, just yeah. yeah we'll see yeah i'm 32 that's and feel better than, oh, yeah. than my um my late 20s yeah cool. i mean a lot of it's because i was plagued with like lower back pain and everything yeah and um, yeah have you done something specific to fix that or not really it, like a lot of it was just general exercise and ramping up like very not rushing um, things, yeah because yeah, that, that was the problem that's the before. big one yeah it, it, it was it was all just a load management issue i was yeah. trying to train like i was like train like ed scott like mm. I was trying to like as Ed Scott trains today, like yeah. just he can ch- chuck whatever volume and intensity into his week and kind of it's, still be able to recover from it. Yeah, it actually but seems insane, doesn't it? When honestly? I was like twenty eight, when the, the issues started happening, yeah. it's like yeah, like I just couldn't recover that fast anymore and just couldn't train with that same pace and like yeah. all the like managing my like six days a week of doing parkour with like my two day a week two day a week strength training program which is already designed to like give me the perfect dose of stress within the week like yeah because <laughs> like then you're doing parkour on top yeah of it. that's exactly. it just it's, stacking stress on top it's, of it's stress. tough isn't it's it like, it's, yeah looking back at it in retrospect it's like oh yeah yeah well that's obviously why i had back pain yeah. <laughs> it does kind of suck that you have to like plan your energy and time when you get older yeah you have to get like, uh, that's what i say now it's like yeah. when people ask about my strength training programs and stuff and like how many days a week do i train it's like honestly depends on the weather that's how i structure yeah, it okay like, yeah. if it's nice outside i'll rather be outside doing the stuff that feels more meaningful like yeah. training rather than the stuff that's preparing me for training which i also enjoy yeah but like 
Where I'll be it? a lot more selective with training. I'll spend summer all outside all day cool. like training nice every then winter's like gym thing. season a bit more yeah you're a yeah. david lord aren't you i think it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah i'm not yeah. a fan i think i'm leaving oh yeah 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 fair enough it's quite elitist kind of vibes or what's the yeah i, I i'm just not it's got clean it's I got good clean facilities that's what I like. it's true i just don't like being told to not drop my barbell on something that's specifically oh, made to that, drop yeah, barbells that's on. Mad, yeah. <laughs> don't drop your weights yeah yeah, yeah. But you yeah. do feel it in yoga though, David. I think that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yoga's like they, they, they say like sure. uh, what the weight going? Yeah, <laughs> I've been in like David Lloyd yoga or something. You can just feel the weights drop. No, I'm not bothered. I'm not going to tell someone not to do oh, yeah, it. That does that does sound shit to be fair. Yeah, yeah. but you should put it on the same floor or put it yeah, like yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what they said. They they were like, um, yeah, it's just our lights are flickering below. And I was just thinking like that sounds like a you problem. Yeah, put the weights on the ground floor then. Yeah. But yeah, but how how are you struct are you structuring training in any kind of way like right? No, now? like you were the same, like the last few months has been like parkour a couple of times a week, hmm. and then like less gym really. I went to gymnastics a few weeks ago, um, but that was like late at night, and I ended up pulling my neck on that one. Oh, <laughs> Just one of those sessions where you're like. It starts at eight fifteen at night. I do not ever do training at night. Like, there's other stuff as well going in. Um, but yeah, summer was just like really like well, the late late summer, early summer was a lot of hiking in the mountains, and then realizing that my ankles were strong enough that might have helped as well. Like mm. to do parkour towards the end of summer, so I've been doing a lot of that. And then now it's yeah, I went been to the gym a few times and just doing a bit of treadmill. But I'm also doing. I had a whole stint of like. We don't need to get into that, but like the Swiss ball work, stability yeah, stuff. Yeah, and I think that. come winter, I'm going to play with a lot more of that again. Mm. Cause that, I feel like that has been the real key. Like I call it the feather barrier, but like the stability training done right. Cause stability is just an open word. Like what stability training, right? Yeah, you can yeah, do it so many different ways. And one of those buzzwords. It's the buzzword. And it, as soon as you put a clock on it or reps on it, you're not doing stability training. Like it needs to be mm. like, you can do it to set and get over there. But for me, it's like, hang on for a certain amount of time, do some, do the thing. And then like, feel when it's cooked and then take it off like you don't right you know it's more it be different more each day yeah. it could be different each day it's more in the f feeling in the body but it's also like trying to find the activations there's, there's a tremoring that that i'm after mm. that when i feel there's like that tremor happens that's when things like if you don't feel anything nothing nothing changes like yeah you should feel something going on wait in the body. for that yeah stimulus. yeah you need the stimulus it's like with weightlifting if you don't feel the muscles yeah, working yeah, yeah. it's not you're not going to get any change so it's the same with balance training like if you just balance and then you do a minute and you get off but you're not feeling something cooking there to be a stuff. certain proximity to failure yeah and then it's like exploring the whole body like knowing how to find your weaknesses so it's not just doing a set routine it's like I have a principle of like what the feather barrier feels like when that's stimulated now I search all strange awkward positions of my body like out in no man's land but this feels if I feel fragile well you know when you feel like if you if you overload something, the body locks up to protect itself. Yeah. Okay. Load a bit less, and then and like so. I it's, understand. So yeah, it's like yeah, finding yeah. these positions, find the body where it locks up, regress it slightly, and then hang out there. That's mm -hmm. kind of my trigger at the moment. So is that mainly mainly with isometrics? Yeah, it's very much yeah. isometric, okay. rather than ranges. So, yeah. but I'll do like a pistol squat with like I use my rope around the bar, and I'll do it, and I'll be like, oh, this okay. part, specific part of the range, it starts to lock up. So I'll take a bit of weight and I'll hang out there and oh. I'll feel it start to cut yeah. like that. So I'll use ranges to find the position that's weak going slowly. And then when I find the position that's weak, I'll hang out there. Mm. Okay. Yeah. 
So is, is that like just a method for um, protecting those more vulnerable ranges? Yeah, so you can... it's literally like finding, honing in on the weak spots of the body okay. and then hanging out there to tell the body, oh, it's, you know, it's safe. Okay we become be safe. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a, a mobility strategy. Right. Yeah, although I'm not aiming to be more flexible, but it, it, I'm working yeah. in mobile positions, but mm. kind of it's the stability that I feel that it's building. That and sure. I think that's what's like, given me the stability to be able to do parkour again. And like, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of my ankle stuff was like inner hip stuff. So sometimes it's like up the chain, which yeah. could be meridians, it could be whatever, it could be blood flow, right? But like focus ankle, ankle, ankle. But if I've got a block in my hip that's not letting circulation or whatever go there. So I've done a lot of like inner hip, right hip stuff and that right. feels like that's helped as well. Okay. So that could be something for people if like you have mm. foot and knee issues, like sometimes it's further up in the chain from the, between you and the thing and sometimes it might be bang on where it is that hurts so sometimes it's you know what i mean the body's so complicated yeah. it's like mm -hmm. the neck issue might be a hip issue but it also might just be a neck issue yeah right? yeah it's, it's like, fucking complex yeah. again dynamics but also it's an dynamic emotional system issues. made up of systems yeah. like yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, i feel like the more general you can make your interventions like what are the commonalities between like, cause functional patterns will work. You know what I yeah. mean? Functional patterns has worked for so many people. Yeah. Um, and then, but like, I also is, felt is like it, it working didn't last. because it's like general exercise for people or is it like? It's precise. I just yeah. don't know how much it lasts. Like when I stop functional patterns within a week, everything's gone. Like I wanted to, this is why I like Weck stuff. Cause he talks about rites of passage. And that's why I like the stability work because it's like, when you're a child and you learn to walk and you like wobble, a kid's wobbling about, you know, and eventually they get stronger and then they learn to stand up. That slowly diminishes. Strength diminishes much quicker. I feel like the body holds on to like general strength, like lifting right. heavier weights more than like beyond your natural capacity. Yeah. That stuff can, you can build it fairly quickly, but it will also diminish fairly quickly. Yeah. I feel yeah. like stability in the context, and this might be a very open-ended what I'm saying, but for me, it, feels like it lasts longer like it's something the body holds on to because it's mm. more charity it's like a more organic thing and it's the same with like the rope patterns you know, the expression is riding a bike right the body can learn a pattern it can remember that pattern for a long time so that's mm. why like the pattern training the pulsing the rope their patterns of movement the stability work it's a right fact you spend three months doing stability work you might be able to spend all summer training then mm. maybe not you know maybe you need to top up there now and then but some of the strength work to get that peak strength you need to do that that needs maintenance. Yeah, I like to find things that don't need as much maintenance. Yeah, that that, that would be great. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah it's and that, like spending a lot of time like building strength and and I think explosivity is is something that like because general strength is said to fade after like you you'll be detrained after like thirty days or something. Yeah, but explosive like top end speed is like. Close like to seven quick. days. Like, oh, really? Yeah, very, yeah, very wow. quick. One. And this is, I think there's like a table somewhere. You can probably look it up. Like Isurin's table, I think. Like the um, residual training effects, like how fast they uh, like leave or whatever. But, yeah. Um, shit, what was I going to say? But yeah, yeah, that would be very good to find, like, yeah. find something. Rites of passage, like things that... Qualities things that maintain yeah and i think looking at training that way i, I think it's a nice lens to look through stuff when i'm doing it mm. does this maintain or does it fade quickly yeah. and yeah. like choose the things that like even muscle control was a phase i went through like this maxic or eugene sandow type 
ancient, the old strongman stuff. Maxix, a guy from like the 1910s. And it's like the mind, the mind muscle connection. Like I was, I spent three months last winter just going to the gym or at home, practicing flexing the muscles, like, and, and intentionally, like, without any weights, just trying to get the muscle contraction and to improve that mind. And I could learn to, like, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't activate my traps before that. Now I can activate my traps and make them right. pop up. And, like, that's a thing that's like a mind muscle connection that, again, it'll last. The strength from it. You know, I actually built hypertrophy from that for a little bit. My body right. just seems genetically to, to do that. Okay, mm. but the but that might fade, but the mind muscle connection remains. So that's right. that for me was another rite of passage yeah, that yeah. I want to revisit this winter. Is like training mind muscle connection because you can you can only really recruit muscles to the ability that the brain can connect with them. Mm. And obviously, it's not going to be when I'm jumping. It's not like go quads. It's not like that. Yeah, but yeah, there's yeah. still there's still a grease that's been grooved through yeah. me going. Yeah, exactly. Can I, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, skill and coordination. Yeah, super important. So I think there's little nuances to, to fitness and training that are like so overlooked, like muscle control, like pattern training, like, st- mm. like the right stability work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I um, how does the uh, like balancing on the Swiss ball fit in with the uh, the fe- was it feather barrier? feather barrier feather barrier? So what what I noticed with the Swiss ball and my, my the three the three main positions I do on the Swiss ball was like kneeling on your knees mm. and then I'd go like down to like hero pose or say yeah. you know where you're sitting on your shins and then drive up and that was really good for my knees because it really it's like an isolated knee bend mm. and you like it's kind of like my version of knees over toes walking backwards because yeah, yeah. you're extending the knee but it's much more isolated but it's not quite to the same straightness that lying on my belly and then lying on my and just sitting on my bum so kind of like child positions children sit down they lie on their belly mm. they kneel down and then you've got that the, the ball that can go in all 360 directions so it might it generally will go to your weaknesses like if you're strong somewhere it won't go there but it'll go to where you're weak so there's that what that did was after a few minutes of any of those positions I'd start to get these tremors so if I was sitting there I'd start to get tremors like in my inner thighs or if I'm, if I'm kneeling, eventually I built to like standing up and hinging. And that was when I got to standing up and hinging, I would get really crazy tremors in like my inner thighs and my hamstrings. Mm. And over, over several sessions, those tremors would fade and I'd feel much more mm-hmm. stable in those positions. That, I felt like that, that was my body learning what the feather barrier was. Now I can, now I can apply that what I learned to without to doing it without Swiss ball because the Swiss ball can't cover every position like like the body needs just with the Swiss ball you can cover a lot and you can kneel you can go on your elbows and put your feet on the Swiss ball and do all this stuff or use a Pilates ball but it just gave me this sensitivity to feel in my body where those tremors were going to happen and so then I then I started to explore without the Swiss ball and I had this yeah basically I had this it gave me sensitivity it taught me mm. like what to search for because it's harder to find it without the Swiss ball. The Swiss ball really highlights the instability, but now I can do it without it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah, it's interesting. That makes sense. It's like using tools to highlight things. Like the ropes are just yeah, yeah. a tool. You could learn that pattern without a rope, but mm. it's that weight helps you to feel that, right? Yeah, it makes yeah. it so accessible. Makes it, ex- yeah. yeah. So it's like the Swiss ball is a tool that is unstable by nature. You can't be still on it ever. Mm. So when you're moving, it will find the weaknesses and you'll find these tremors. Mm. And um, and there's other stuff in that as well when you're kneeling on it that I feel like it makes you activate kind of the glutes because the body wants, when when the, when the you know, when like the, the dysfunctional muscle or the, the compensatory muscle right. kicks in to because that's what's used to protecting you. When that eventually fatigues, then the muscles that hold the posture in the right place have to kick in, if that makes sense. So when I'm kneeling on a ball, 
when my quads kind of start to fatigue, then my like glutes and my back chain start to kick in to hold me in mm. position. So I noticed a lot more, I was able to get the glute and the posterior activation. I'm very front chain heavy and dominant and the Swiss will help me get into my mm. back, into my glutes and into my back a bit more because when I'm kneeling on it in this position, the puppet strings at the back kicked in to hold me in that position because of the instability. It's like when you balance right. on a rail. If you, for me, I find, I don't know about you, like I want to like think about my weight coming kind of not into my heels, but down my back. If, I, if I'm if i too forward on my right. tippy toes, I'm instable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm more stable when I'm centered than you see yeah. martial artists. Yeah. Everything's so like, above each other. Yeah, yeah, they're like that. And maybe it's stacking. Maybe I just needed more back to find the middle. But essentially the Swiss will help me to get more back out of this front chain. Mm. I really want to try that now and see where I feel the tremors and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. Honestly, two or three minutes. Like, I'll probably feel it everywhere yeah. and be like, okay, I I've got a lot of work to do. And then you just hang out and it just yeah, listens yeah. something and over a few sessions you, you'll notice it. Because we've got one in our living room. You see, Have you? Yeah, you see yeah. me on it all the time. Like I sometimes yeah. just like brush You've my teeth on, on it. it. So often. Oh yeah, I lost I lost my big toenail last Have November. You? It's only just grown back. Oh, <laughs> From coming off the Swiss ball, yeah. <laughs> it was I remember you sent me a picture of Cloudy or someone on a Swiss ball. Yeah, yeah, I think he was over. Yeah, yeah. yours? And I've put that there's a video on people are listening that the video on my YouTube channel that's complete. I've, I've got a course that you can access for free called Stable. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can donate if you want, but you can access it for nice. free on, on weatherrope.com. But I put the first session, week one, it's like a seven minute video on YouTube. So you could check that out. And it's got like the four or five different positions to try and just try those positions. If any, if any of them you do them for three minutes and you feel some shakes, then just do them each session. And it might, it might be a, I do like five, 10 minutes of Swiss ball. I don't really do it much anymore because I've, every position doesn't learn yeah the yeah. body's kind of like holding on to it. maybe in the winter i'll do it again like yeah. i say but 10 minutes of a warm five minutes of a warm up on the swiss ball at the gym is great man just for yeah. waking up those little muscles yeah, yeah. I, do, I do that in the yeah. Gym. Yeah, yeah nice cool yeah. don't feel like a weirdo that's the thing people the yeah. biggest oh, challenge for people mate, uh, balancing on a ball is releasing my worry you're yeah, long past yeah. that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got a challenge he's trying to put his head through the ceiling yeah oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To, to test whether it's a good day or not like yeah the ceiling can panels like this if i can put my head through the panels you know but yeah I, I do all, all kinds of um wacky pliers like no one does pliers i saw you man. using that and plate and you're making it go high and then dropping off it one-legged yeah yeah on the rig on the big rig yeah drops yeah um also, like, there's no uh, there's no track in this one, and I just have like this one little corridor section to like do my locomotive pliers. Nice pliers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you, you should get into some of Matt Watson's stuff, he's done a a PhD on plyos. Like, called uh, <laughs> by nature or not? No, he's, no. he's this uh, strength and conditioning coach and ex high jumper from Southampton. Oh, okay. Um, I was on his podcast. Oh, that recently, was the clip I saw. Yeah, he's to be on. Uh, to be on this one fairly soon um, but yeah episode out he's and, he's yeah. big plyo nerd he should uh, try parkour he yeah he should yeah yeah <laughs> sure, I, I saw him um um uh toasting angus bradley on uh like oh. with a triple jumper like test and yeah Ang i you probably know angus oh i saw bradley. that clip outside yeah. There, yeah, was yeah, that yeah. him and him doing the triple yeah yeah and i i commented like is oh, angus fucking bring it, bring it on yeah. i want no 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 but uh, yeah, I'll be keen to. I'll be keen to I teach him. him. I think he's just got flown back to Sydney very recently. Oh, okay. So he was he was in the UK then, was he? Yeah, yeah, oh, for quite okay. a while. Um, like, um, but, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see Matt Watson try some parkour. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. He's he's also thirty two, and I don't know. Like he's still jumping very. Like he looks very springy. Like cool. And, so he should be like if plyos are his thing he'll be pretty yeah. crap if like you know the whole 
your bodies, your business card thing, and, and yeah. like trainers. And I agree with right? that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 with with springiness and stuff. Yeah, that should make Definitely. sense. Definitely. Yeah. Well, some people could study it and not really be about. Yeah, it, right? exactly. It yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to hear that he is living what he preaches. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, what was I going to ask? Uh, what is what is driving you right now? Like, what's the main motivation behind uh, all your teachings and everything that you're you're doing? Right <laughs> How now? deep do you want to get on that? Because I still think there's a lot of childhood trauma coming. Shit. However, wanting love, I want the world to love me for for what I not for just. Cause I don't feel. I guess on some level, I don't feel worthy of just being myself. I mean, so there I want, there are natural there are natural levels to like wanting to contribute to the world and give value to receive value like a, the, lot, a the, lot of life is like a value exchange there is in yeah that kind of way and then there's just the spectrum of narcissism where it's value. like we can tell ourselves that but really we just want to be popular and i think yeah. mine's like a, definitely a spectrum of like how much am i really giving like i'm not teaching rope to like mm. stroke patients or something like that you know what i mean like that could be maybe right. a route to go down if i really was it f- like fully altruistic yeah 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 exactly yeah. like and maybe i'm waiting for like the world to bring me the opportunity and not seeking it but because i mm. would like if it came but i'm not i'm just still trying to promote it to yeah but you're spreading, you're spreading it further so like who, who knows there might be other people that take on your work and then spread it to stroke they could do and, and that, that, and stuff would, like that that would be wonderful that like would be wonderful you're yeah. casting a wide net yeah is that the right yeah yeah, yeah. i i guess but i am driven by like I do believe in rope flow as a practice can go really far and that everyone like, well, not everyone, but like a lot of people will touch it and could be benefited by it as a practice. Even like if you're injured, rope flow is a great practice because it's something that's low impact. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's why Weck developed it in the first place. Right. He wanted something that was more low impact and low effort than, um, than skipping. Right. Yeah. I I remember hearing. Yes. I'm sure that that sounds like it factored in there, Mm. but it's, yeah, there's no no impact on the ground, but you're still getting a lot of healthy movement and blood flow. And like when I teach 56 year old women, they absolutely love it, man. They love it. Like as a practice they can pick up in their garden. I don't mm. know if you know Sam Sutherland. Oh yeah. I yeah. was filming with him. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. took a rope back so. and next minute his mum's like signed up to my course and oh, she's like it. messaging me on, oh, the, really? on the, where the rope app and stuff. And like, <laughs> yeah, because you filmed some of your retreats as well. Film one of my retreats yeah. in the Lake District. Yeah, that's that's great. Those treat teaching rope to people is wonderful and i did kettlebells and swiss balls and stuff as mm. well teach sharing what i value with other people who value it too is really like that's yeah. beautiful um but i'm really i just want to try and make it honestly trying to make a good living online where i can go right okay that's running itself i can actually relax and then focus on what i'm enjoying because at the moment mm. it's a lot of like social media instagram and yeah and youtube content youtube's a bit more rewarding because it kind of is more evergreen it's the instagram that like in 48 hours it's dead in the water yeah you know? e-waste like, like e-waste is that what you mean saying, yeah, yeah, yeah it's dead in the water and it's like you can put you can <laughs> oh, yeah, spend I never elaborated on you can that, spend so. a whole day on it or like spend lots of money on it on like mm. instagram stuff that just gets crickets right and it's like yeah it's kind of disheartening whereas i think youtube you can provide real value so i think driving me is i want to make quality youtube content i want to share this stuff we're discussing here in a concise understandable way with visuals yeah. to go with it yeah, yeah that's what my courses kind of do and then i want to find ways to like spread that in on youtube for free as well mm. like make maps for people like you know this yeah. is what you do if you've got a knee injury these are my top three things mm-hmm. use a swiss ball this way walk barefoot this way kind of thing. yeah um yeah i suppose it's just making everything salient and it's it's very hard to do that with uh instagram posts because they are such they're aimed towards short attention spans because yeah. that's the nature of the but i guess you can 
aim to make things salient enough that it gets people to want to dive deeper down the rabbit hole, then the YouTube videos and the podcasts can serve that. Yeah, that's that's the map that they tell you to do. But it's yeah, just, I it's just I, I get so caught up on like, yeah, the, you're right. Because Instagram, it's like, you've got three seconds to get someone's attention. I had one, one post finally go viral recently. Of like oh, yeah. a clip with Jordan Josh, Peterson. It had to be. I know. I know. It had to be with Jordan Peterson. I know, which gets yeah. mixed things any as it is. But the, yeah. the exercise. Dave Kelly as well. His thing. I think it blew up uh, with Jordan he Peterson. Just, yeah, I thought it was a good chat. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. yeah. Although I'm sure people in the park. I know some people message me that absolutely hate it. He's such a um, polarizing. He's polarizing. Yeah, but I think had it like yeah. I think he's got speaks a lot of good truth that I agree with. Yeah. I don't think everything he is just bang on, but yeah, I, yeah. like Same. most of his, yeah. most most, I'd lean on more stuff that he says than others. Where someone like Andrew Tate, I'm completely not. not yeah, I'm willing to throw the baby out of the bathwater with that one. Yeah, <laughs> like just, yeah, Tate. Like, I don't care how many fucking moderate takes he has. He like, does have moderate like takes. Some people, but yeah. some people are like, yeah, but he speaks some good things, man. He, he speaks some uh, true things. It's like I don't give a fuck. The like, things that, outweigh that, it a bit. That's, yeah, just a it's, bit. It's probably points that are completely abundant across the. The internet that you don't have to get from, from this him. source yeah, it's like true. Yeah. fuck him off yeah whereas someone like <laughs> i think peterson has way more like thought out valid points yeah about society in a lot of areas it's just where where little. he does the whole expertise promiscuity where he, he starts talking about like uh what's it called like um climate change and all that stuff and it's like yeah you're an expert in like like stick to stick to yeah psychology and yeah and philosophy like, yeah. Anyway, but the points that was the, like the clips and the thing, the irony is like the clips that Jordan Peterson was talking about grip strength in the video. Yeah, and I was do, the video was like five grip exercises to do, and it, I like the exercises like head taps and like one handed stuff mm. on the bar. Mm. But the point was in the clip was like there's a correlation between like dementia and grip strength, but it's not. So, it doesn't say that like mm. training grip strength will diminish dementia yeah. <laughs> at any any point. But right. it's, but yeah. it it still went like viral and most people yeah. overlook that side yeah. of it and and i guess just getting the rub from people recognize jordan and they see the clip and yeah, association yeah, yeah. but that is like interesting to me like oh that gets me i doubled my no i 50 percent more followers from that on oh the, really on, the, on that oh, Tim's really account. that's yeah. really blown up then jeez i mean it was only on ten thousand, and now i'm on 15 oh it wasn't wait, like, how many have you got on human timothy oh that was that one's just sinking constantly right Six, oh, 67 000. i don't really, don't use really upload. tim's gym is my instagram that yeah, i use yeah. like that's where my heart's in now because it gets my passion yeah. is movement right so i get sure. to share that so so it was on that page and it went from like 10 i'm on went from 11 to 16 000 mm. on that but then it's interesting because the algorithm is like i post other stuff and those people don't see it anyway you know but um and then, then you create a problem because then you have to d keep delivering on the exact same content. So I have to make content, Jews and Jordan Peele, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. what they followed you for is what they want to see more. Yeah, of, I guess. Yeah, and if yeah, I'm just yeah, doing exactly. like funny tricks with a Swiss ball, it might not be this. Anyway, this, that's yeah. a whole other discussion. Um, but Kettlebell tricks. You tried. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure some of that stuff is. Backed up with a kettlebell. Oh, juggling yeah. kettlebells. I like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. really fun. I like that. But I like to swing my body. Ultimately, like my message now is like, Brachiation, man. Like everyone should be able to do monkey bars. Every adult should be able to do monkey bars. Mm -hmm. I think there's four skills that every adult should be able to do. And I'm going to make a, a video on it or kind of skills, a bit of like a pullover. You know what that is? Kind of like the reverse muscle up. Yeah. Like um, circle up? Is that I called it circle up. Right. But they call it, it was in the CrossFit Games recently. They called it pullover. Oh, yeah. They have their whole gymnastics yeah. movement section. Yeah. I think that's a, like a, because muscle up can take muscle. It, it, just take technique. You can do it completely mm. with technique, but pull over something. I feel like it's like an efficient way. A, a wall climb up from dead hang. I think everyone should be able to do that, right? 
a balanced 10 foot on a rail and then uh, monkey bars. I feel like they're something that like mm. every adult for the sake of their life or just functionality should be able to do those. Yeah. I mean, this is, again, I, I can't. Like a, did, wait, did you say uh, anything with running or like a squat pattern? No, I wouldn't even necessarily, what, I mean, someone, what you mean, what would you say? What would you add to it? Yeah, I don't know. Like, what, Everyone should be able to uh, squat. I, I know um, Naudi functional patterns. Has oh, he's his, against uh, squats, yeah. Oh, I don't, is he? Yeah. Fuck's sake, Joel Seedman as well. Um, <laughs> now, uh, now I don't he, mind Joel Seedman's his four, take. His four, um, what's it? Uh, throwing, running, and oh. what's, what is his like key movement things? Yeah, jumping, it must be jumping, right? Yeah. Is it not jumping and climbing? Or is it like... I can't remember. No, but, but he anyway, doesn't, he yeah, doesn't he care about... No, he did. And now he never promotes the, the resting squat. He's completely against that. As like no, a, but I, I mean, not even a resting squat, just like being able to perform a good squat pattern oh, shows okay. like you're able to, to flex at the, the three. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's more That's more like of like a... Hips, knees and ankles. That's more of less of... I, I'm, I guess my skills are more to do with... Locomotion. Traveling, traversing yeah. an environment in some okay. way, like moving you from a point to a point as a okay. skill, right? Like if yeah, you yeah, to, yeah. I yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're just ran random take. I'm sure there's stuff people would add or take away from that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess they're looking through different lenses. Mm. Yeah. But I think monkey bar is like, it is a form of locomotion that's in our DNA. Like, I mean, that's, that's, like, that's why we're, we're apes. Like, yeah. we, we have like the ability to like yeah. get our. And that, that what that unlocks in like right. these parts of our body, which running doesn't get, planks doesn't get. Like, if you only ever do two-handed pull-ups or two-handed lashes or two-handed things, again, like this, this, mm. you, you stay you here until you, yeah, exactly. As soon as you hang on one hand and you banana the body, yeah, all of this comes into play. You pull yeah, the shoulder yeah. in, all of this comes into translate play. the rib cage from the yeah. From the there's so much more goes on, and then like understanding the timing of the, how the hips move, like you know, setting the hips back so that mm. they can. Is the main goal to do it all in one flow kind of thing or is it is it like gibbon swings or is it more because like you have a more controlled version as well you you separate them yeah well i, I think there's that's a good question i think there's like two there's really two fundamental different versions of it because you can do it where you swing the whole body and the legs come together like i call it mermaid or something like that but, mm -hmm. right boom or you can actually do it contralaterally where like you know when a kid's there yeah. they'll lift that knee to get that hand uh, yeah. and so like you're doing the opposite knee and that's kind of a faster monkey bar with less pivots so if your hands are more tender like shorter movements shorter movements like, but it's like bubble bubble but you lift the opposite knee because that like allows like you that's to more like core and everything yeah and that one's that one's it's fun to like actually do both so there's two types of patterns with the like and then there's the control one that i was doing mm. where you like lower down turn around and use and that's a really good conditioning exercise yeah. for the, sh the shoulder uh, shoulder conditioning like and yeah grip yeah it sounds and looks very hard david lloyd has it i think you'll be able to yeah I've, I've done some it just goes up stuff. and then yeah yeah, yeah. And, and they're very thin though and the thin yeah thin bars thin are bars worse. the hands yeah yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah they're way worse than thin bars i don't know what they're thinking <laughs> yeah <laughs> um callus rippers yeah man <laughs> I've had four tears in the last like three months. Oh shit! Just building it. Just back more up. swings. Build, and yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's a. Th I, I wanted to build up my tolerance before going to uh, this gym in Belgium called How Five for this event. But like that gym looks epic. Did you say that's the best gym? It, I think it's one, Europe, of the, one of the best built gyms. Would you say Vancouver's ever, the best one? I don't know. Uh, they. It's both great gyms. They're both yeah. great gyms, but in terms of like how many options they deliver and. A small space. I think how five just cool. Yeah, worth a visit. 
Yeah, I'm yeah, excited yeah, to like so. hit some gyms. Maybe like, there was also an outdoor park in Cologne that looked fucking sick. Cologne. I, I don't know if I know. I saw Luis was there recently doing the jam, and oh, it, right. it just looked like a really good outdoor park. park, park. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. They have some good ones in, in Germany. Do they? Sure. Yeah. Man, it's an exciting world <laughs> opening up for me because yeah. you've got the bars, the bars, and the jumps, right? Like I just want to do. Something. Yeah. Do you feel? Because <laughs> uh, I've I've seen you mainly training at parkour parks um, so far, but there was yeah, I guess what you saw. Just the one outdoors. There's one ten yeah, minutes from my yeah. house, which is crazy. Yeah, mm. yeah. I don't, and there was a video of me in Nottingham Uni outdoors. Oh yeah. Is that okay. you're gonna ask? Like right. Yeah, yeah. 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 See no, I want to be in spots out yeah. in the streets. Yeah, okay. but there's just there's, it's so hard to find swings out in the streets. That's the thing. Is that <laughs> yeah. you have that's the yeah, what you, that's why the parkour to get the park full park spectrum. It's like parkour parks has have it, don't they? Because we we yeah. do the star awards, but um in the gym like in the we, bin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know that's your yeah. And I think we have a similar kind of feel toward parks as well i think it's it's more of like we want to include stuff that is more on stuff that isn't built for um yeah built yeah. for parkour but in the same time but like, then we like, champion, like to train like, on them but yeah. Yeah. like nico van hall and tim champion like you, you can't in- include like most of their best stuff and like tim champion's best thing is like swinging his swinging is, yeah but like can you make like an exception drill. for him? Like in, yeah, I don't know. No, it's, it becomes less arbitrary when it's like in a gym and everything, but like mm. park or park, surely just. And you could just do like a lache award or something like that or like. Yeah, true. Cause that's such a beautiful part of parkour of movement in general. Yeah. That's sure. like you say, without a gym, so without a gym, like, and there's less, when I was early to parkour, like I remember sharing me and Danny were like at the same level at Lashay. I think I literally like was one of the first people to train Lashay's with Danny. And I, I was like, I'd done them a bit more than him mm. at one point in the backer. And he came to Derby and we had some good scaffolding setups. And like scaffolding in the UK, just like, I don't know if you were training, you were probably just starting to train around it. Like there was good scaffolding in the UK. Yeah. Now there's no scaffolding or maybe like next to no scaffolding. They, they like overbuild them now. So it's yeah. like, there's yeah. no like yeah, yeah. good gaps. There's no, there used to be great there. gaps, didn't yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And there's yeah. just nothing like damn health and yeah. safety. <laughs> so it's parkour parks, and there's yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got is is it Peace Haven? We yeah, have New, New Haven. New Haven. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I really want to go back there. Yeah, haven't been in years. Designed by Jason Matten. And then One have you the got first in the UK? Oh yeah, that was it. Have you got any other parks, indoor ones nearby? What's your nearest uh, chain store? Our, that that's that they they um had to shut that down in, Lockdown. in COVID. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But they've they've got a new one that's like still in the same kind of area. Mm. Um. But our closest, I think Reading might be our closest. No, we have Traversal, Crawley. Crawley, yeah. yeah, yeah Is yeah. it got a parkour bot? Is it like part it's of the in, climbing? Indoor, gym, indoor, like, yeah. uh, indoor uh, warehouse. I think it's, it's it was made for parkour, Traversal By parkour. By who, who runs it then? Um, Drew Ratcliffe. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right. Like so you've got us, but I guess you just don't go there. A boxes and a okay. weightlifting part to it as well. Yeah, yeah, but it's We don't go there parkour. enough. It is really good. They it? rent it out to like uh, aerial sports and stuff as okay, well. Okay, cool. Yeah, I need to go there more, especially as winter's coming up. Yeah, but, something um, to do. Nova City's like an hour from me. There. Oh yeah, that's that's really good. Generally. That's the Rotherham ones. I've been I've been to both now. The Barnsley one was a bit small, but like mm. the Rotherham one's pretty good. I've, I've not been this season for me, but I'll go there. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah! Looking forward to seeing seeing more. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Because I I think your movement does. You can still see like it's still Tim Sheaf moving, like, but <laughs> it does look like. Uh, better and efficient and less like I think there's some shit I mean I don't think they've got the same like if I was to try and do the same 
at the peak of like my plyos or strides it's probably not there yet but yeah i feel like my 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 upper body and lower body ratio was probably a bit more distorted before yeah i think i've yeah, got yeah, a better yeah. ratio mm. and then i think i am i think i have organically got my feet to be straighter rather than forward like they're slowly right my biomechanics yeah, yeah, and yeah. landings are I'll feel better um mm. yeah that's, that's cool thanks for, feeling better like, yeah, yeah. So thanks man important. thanks bro yeah yeah yeah, yeah. where do you see yourself in 10 years time that's a that's a crazy question man like yeah. it's always so hard for everyone every every yeah every month <laughs> every three months it could be like a different place man like, yeah there's been so many left turns in, in yeah. your, in, your in my journey <laughs> like i'm gonna be a yeah um could be in the spirit world i could be <laughs> Oh, don't leave I, my, us too soon. No, no, my, my my biggest hobby Astral is projector. I know my biggest hobby is studying the afterlife. Like that's my main hobby on the side. Um, so the afterlife. Yeah, like there's yeah we do, <laughs> we start a whole new podcast. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. um, I know I know I, I, I don't know how like because I know you're into the di- divine truth stuff. Yeah, and I've only yeah. looked into it like a tiny bit. I've gone onto their YouTube video YouTube channel and seen like thousands of like whiteboard lectures like, yeah, all around thousands. an hour long I'm like, yeah what is, Mostly two, yeah, yeah. what is tim into oh now? geez yeah that's that's <laughs> the one yeah but anyway that 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 could be like like that could, could be just be teaching about i read a lot of books from like the 1900 early nine early 20th century i guess it's 19 okay. around 1910 just before world war and around world war one of like the, the spiritualism back then was just becoming really way more scientific and it's just the world wars happened and we just took a real turn into like the physical material world and we're like completely devoid of studying spirituality is like it's just seen as woo woo and and bogus Mm. and 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 russia took it a bit too far and just started killing every like member of the cloth and that and then china with the ouijis and the falun gong and yeah yeah. beat religion out of people yeah there's a real um drive away from spirituality and like they'll allow us to have religion but even then like that's religion itself is very warped in most sense. i mean there's a lot of truth yeah, there like, religion is, like has its yeah sure. and i go to church i love it but i, I don't consider myself a modern day um, christian because there's certain things i don't agree don't with believe everything. i don't believe everything mm. like but I, I do believe i believe in a single god a creator i believe in a creator um and i'm trying to work on that relationship but anyway in 10 years i could be a spiritual teacher i could be mm. um teaching parkour would be great and moving parkour i could be rope flow could take off and i could be traveling the world mm. teaching that to people i'm sure i'll probably do a bit of everything maybe you're if, open if, to whatever comes yeah and i'm early yamakasi like their practice was a physical practice as well as like a, a spiritual practice you know what i mean yeah. like where parkour kind of came from i love a lot where, of it is yeah. spiritual in terms of like it's it's focusing inward facing your fears like yeah introspection introspection yeah how hard can you really try yeah Yeah, trust like so many so many like elements to it and like it's a mental practice with which uses the physical yeah i guess yeah yeah definitely i i I think it's a beautiful practice yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's not an extreme sport and it's not a traditional sport it's more like a martial art but then the martial art you've got the enemy there whereas this is like yeah. yeah it's yeah, it's yeah. like really yeah. it's a beautiful place it fits yeah. it's and i love it as a yeah 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 so it could be any of them yeah Imagine. what do yeah, you reckon what do you reckon I think? in 10 years I, it's, uh, living in a cave no i don't think i've, I think I, I've skipped that if that was a potential for me i think i've skipped i it. think you're probably one of the most predi- unpredictable <laughs> characters it's like where's the where's the reality tv it. show yeah, gonna go next it. yeah <laughs> that's yeah. a sick thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Keep it unpredictable. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. Don't yeah. let him know your next move. No. But like <laughs> in, in a way that maybe I'm more predictable because I don't know. Since like, the I first feel like day you I've... started parkour, you're still doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> no. But like, uh, I, am I set in my ways or am I just, do I just have, you know what you love from some, you do what you love some for. worldview yeah. that's like based in principles rather than what Rafe Kelly calls uh, like, off the shelf worldviews like you're, you're taking them off the shelf like sampling for a bit and mm. i don't know but if if you if you can you can do that at the same time but you can also have like some core guiding spirit or some north star that's like you're testing if it and, is bogus and, i will let it still, go eventually yeah, like I will, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i do know how to let things go and like, yeah. yeah yeah but i think there's for me it's that that I, there's like the head and there's the heart right and I see the head as like a, what's that, air, is it an airlock? In like the space, you know, when you like, you need to go through. Right. Uh, is that an airlock? I, th- I think I know what you mean. So, and like a submarine, yeah. Yeah. So it's like the air, the brain, the brain should be like the airlock for the heart. So you can allow stuff right. in. Yeah, yeah, I see. And you can- It lives le- in that little airlock You can space. just let it stay there and like assess it. Mm. And then if it like seems to stick, let it into your heart. Yeah. Mm. But people won't even let things in the airlock. Yeah, like you want to discuss flat they earth, but people won't even yeah. let that in the airlock to discuss. We could have mm. a healthy discussion. Doesn't mean you have to. I'm not forcing you to believe it, and I'm not forcing. I'm not saying anything yeah. is true or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But just let it in the airlock, and like, if you're not scared, it's not going to affect your heart, right? Yeah. If you can like, but we we just think no, it's bogus. But we won't have these yeah. discussions because we've been trained, and that's where like the Matrix and Agent Smith kind of mm. stuff comes in because we're programmed to like, if you try and discuss a certain subject, that person's an idiot. Don't just disregard it. It's like well where does your truth come from like what's the makeup of your beliefs like is your beliefs just come from the schooling system where's that teacher learned that from they've learned that from the university where's that university it's like it comes from some place but what's your experience on the matter Mm. and that's what like this um, is this is why like um cancel culture and free speech like why free speech is important like let bad ideas have their air yeah i mean like don't be afraid exactly because you're not People are afraid that like, it's going to stick to someone's heart. Otherwise, you yeah. don't learn anything yeah, yeah. new, do you? Yeah. Like, like the government sh- or whatever powers that be, whether it's Elon Musk with X or yeah, or uh, <laughs> Meta and Facebook Meta, and everything. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, just like I think have, they're have, less have dangerous than have than... trust in people to to sieve through information themselves. Themselves, yeah, yeah. But when we're so programmed from young to like disregard everything or like disregard certain themes like spirituality and then certain discussions it's like yeah we're, we're taught from young but even elon and zuckerberg man they're, they're, yeah i don't really know what they're up to but I, yeah, I'm, I'm more zuckerberg i'm more wary of like what i forgot yeah zuckerberg I forgot his name. yeah yeah metica <laughs> uh, i'm more wary of government themselves and Biden and people like them who are in bed with China and like I really feel like that that, to finish on like conspiracy notes (laughs) like China are really like low-key sneaking into the west and we just and they won't call it China but like they're they they have thought police right so they'll scan emails and see which way you're thinking and then they can come and that highlight that person you know they have the social status thing right where you can yeah 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 like that stuff we might not accept it as that but it might there might be a system behind the scenes that's assessing us in that way and slowly over time like they're not in the rush because if they do things fast like covid and that it, it wakes people up a bit quicker but like 
it gradually comes. Gradually, things are getting put in place that it is a kind of worrying direction that the world could be going in. Mm. And of course, you know, I'm sure Elon Elon's definitely got certain things that I absolutely don't agree with. But you kind of need people that are like, don't just blindly accept the government's guidelines. Right. Pushing like, back a little. Bit. Yeah, yeah. For and like, yeah. Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been following anything recently anything no politics or... no I, I don't but it's like the, i mean there's the whole world economic on. forum yeah. with like the wef with just justin trudeau and mm. ricky rishi shunak and the new zealand the female they're all from wef and like that whole thing just stinks to the like yeah but i don't know for sure anything and i don't know what i could even do about it other than focus on my own like what am i demanding from people what what's my i don't know maybe i'll just say it to try and sound fucking good but it's like I'm trying to be more introspective and focus on where am I, where am I being unloving in the world rather than like just, and that's how I was before. It was more like angry and attacking the system and, yeah. you know, the whole COVID situation and stuff. I wasn't, I, I kind of, yeah. And then it's just more, it's now when stuff kicks off, I'm like, well, they can't affect my soul. Like they can only, they can affect my physical potentially. If I then get angry back, if I fight back, if I like project something back, then I'm, then my soul's, brought into the game taken. and, yeah, that, and exactly, that's what yeah. most people are doing when they're having like these politically charged arguments with complete strangers online like that's one thing that he, you could be doing instead and and like the extent that most people can like engage in that kind of stuff in the world yeah it's just there's a lot of attack attacking 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 but it's like okay now you've lost the game like because you've given it too much value you get, exactly. instead of just putting out your own positivity or... yeah and reflecting on like why am i triggered and not fight back like that's a battle but it's like mm. okay give it 24 hours when the moment i feel like i want to write the second i've read that message like is the moment i need to give it 24 hours <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what i mean because yeah, yeah. like that's when he's like da, 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 da. Yeah, it's like yeah. no it's what just reactive it's reactive yeah it's like, mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah but we could go on a whole discussion of yeah 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 of our, our political stuff yeah i think we could end here for now yeah. i think it's, it's good been, i think it's good yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we've done two and a half hours have we yeah yeah, yeah. wow <laughs> we should leave that's us some, flown. Some i thought it was time. an hour and a half yeah, yeah cool. some time to train sunlight oh yeah man yeah, i'd love yeah. to move that's, that's yeah great yeah let's do it thank um, you everyone any final words yeah. where can people Peace find you yeah um, Tim's gym be now. great yeah instagram at tim's gym mm. i bought that handle off the guy oh really what was on it before there's a guy who had a, in America who had a gym. Just, just <laughs> curling in, in his garage. It was in his garage. T it was like a PT in his gym, yeah. Oh, yeah at yeah. Tim's gym, we had a Zoom call and we chopped it over and had to wait two weeks. But anyway. Oh, right. So at you Tim's gym. And call with it. Yeah. And it took, I paid him $1,200 oh, to get it. Yeah. That's oh, generous. God. That's nice. You're going to change it in a couple of weeks. I know, I'm bro. Like, <laughs> I was like, Tim Moves was fine all along. Yeah. Tim Moves was fine. I know. <laughs> Tim Moves was good. Like, Tim, Tim's gym's kind of good because then it allows me freedom to like, it doesn't, it's not always. Yeah. And, it, and then it helps to bring parkour to the gym world kind of mm -hmm. thing. So I think there's a lot of people that do gym that could learn to apply a precision or they could learn a palm Hell spin yeah. or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, so I really like They could it. learn monkey bars. And then on YouTube, Tim's gym. So my mate, I'd love people to go Tim's gym on YouTube, Tim's gym, Instagram. And then if you're int interested, check out Ropeflow, wayoftherope.com yeah. or mm. at wayoftherope on Instagram. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you guys. Right. Nice awesome. one. It's been, it's been an absolute yeah. honor. Like I've, I said, 
I, I think I reached out to you like before I even posted the first podcast. Um, you did, yeah. Well, I was like, I'd love, we're starting a podcast. I'd love to get you on at some point. Yeah. Finally made it happen. Yeah, a few years later. Yeah, I was 50 well up, episodes later. But the perfect yeah. timing. Yeah. Swings and Springs, Springs and Swings, out now. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> on timsgym.com. Swings, oh, yeah. swings and Springs. Right. All right. Um, easy now, live wire here. Remember that. Yeah. <laughs> easy now. <laughs> yes. Live wire. Yeah. All right. Nice. Thank you, everyone. Appreciate Thank your time. You, everyone. Listening. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.